video log, January 6, 2023. Alex and I are reporting live from this planet they took us to, Pandora. We were asleep in cryosleep for about five years. But here we are now. We got some work to do. We're joined by Marine escorts, Adrian Rushing. How's it going, everyone? And they are talking about some group of natives called the Navi on this planet. I guess we'll find out, learn about them and their culture, their language. And hopefully there are no conflicts will happen between us and them. I think we should extend an olive branch, try to be nice to them. I'm all about me, uh, helping the natives and meeting them. I think these Navi seem very cool. But first, before we go and do all that, we have to get some news from back on Earth. Yes, we do, Davis. And just a little tease ahead. In the true honor of the James Cameron way, we'll learn about all that culture and then say it sounds too foreign and throw it all away. That's a little teaser for mm, something yeah. we're going to talk about leading into Avatar 1. But as Davis, if you couldn't pick up on it, I- I'd be worried about you not being able to pick up on it. It's on the moon of Pandora, isn't it? Did no, no. Pandora is the moon. Of, of Saturn or Jupiter? No, no. It's a different planet entirely. It's called oh. like um, – I looked it up. But I said planet Pandora, so I just messed it all up. we got to have to do it all again. Oh, uh, I think it's going to be fine. I think <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like the forest moon of Endor type thing. Yeah. It's all confusing. Yeah. So it's it's called like Sisimus or something like that. I don't remember because I didn't write it down because it didn't you think it was You just important. made that up. No, I didn't. Let me look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google it right James, now. James Cameron said he wants to explore the other moons of – and then he said the name, and I cannot remember because I didn't, I didn't write it down because I didn't think it was relevant until, of course, in the first minute, it it's becomes relevant instantly relevant. And obviously, already our guest being so studious, looking up some information, Adrian, do let us know uh, when you find out the answer. Adrian, also the host of Beat Drop, mm-hmm. one of Wheels' currently longer-running music shows, two hours, every two hours on... When? Wednesday, Wednesday at six. Wednesday at six. Right That's after right. Are you with That's that. right. That's right. The schedule's getting so huge; it's hard to keep track of everything. It's at dense this point. now. It is indeed. We even got a show on Saturday, possibly. Mm. We've got a few on Saturday, I think. Really? Yeah. I thought we had ones on Sunday. Oh uh, no, we yes. do have some on Sunday. But we were look, looking like there might be a one from nine to eleven a.m. for sports on Saturday. That would mm. be pretty cool. Interesting. A lot of things developing here at Weagle ninety one point one FM, and this is through the lens. Your all things movie podcast apparently about to be usurped. Apparently, there's another. Another another may another hand may touch the beacon. Yeah, I met him the other day. Really? Did you, did you get that reference, Alex? Skyrim. Yeah, there you go. Nah, man. Every time you pick up that ball, and it goes another hand touches yes, the Meridia's beacon. beacon. She keeps yelling at us, bro. That's terrible. Any any luck on your on your research, Adrian? Um, I'm I'm still doing some research. Still doing some research. I swear I saw it. Let me. The see. moon of a planet that has thirteen other moons. Apparently it's in the Milky oh. Way, but it's in it's on the Alpha Centauri system. Mm. Interesting. Well, I'll say mm. this: Poly Pandora is depicted as being located in the Alpha Centauri system. It is one of the many natural satellites or- orbiting the giant gas giant Polyphemus. Polyphemus. Polyphemus of Greek mythology. Also, it's probably Polyphemus. If I'm being acor- according to the Avatar Two Way of Water Wikipedia, they call it the Planet of Pandora. So you get you get a pass, Dave. Okay, okay. The, the Avatar Two Wikipedia page got it's it wrong. Basically, too. a planet. So it just okay. said it, it said a satellite, which is, that's a moon, but you know, yeah, same thing. Natural same satellite. Thing. It matters. Well, anyway, it matters not. Adrian, we're so glad to have you on the show. I'm glad. Can't to be wait here. to talk about Avatar. I know you're a big fan. We got in a whole thing when we were watching it oh, yeah. on the, in the bullpen, and Logan was like hating on it, but you quite I a big love fan it. of the Avatar, and and of course Avatar Two. Came out eight years after it was originally supposed to come out. And it's already like fifth highest grossing of all time. It now. is, and we'll certainly delve into all that. But first, some trivia from yes, last of course, of last course. week. And we're going to end, obviously, this episode with trivia one, as well. Okay. Two trivia questions. I think you will, could get the second one, the first one. I'm not even sure about because I didn't even know it myself. Kiwi Kwan won Best Supporting Actor at the 80th Golden Globe Awards, and Brendan Fraser was nominated for Best Actor for his performance in The Whale. What movie did these two actors star in together? 
together. Yeah, I made this one up myself, and it's a good. It's one of Davis's best. I think I can think of as the Mummy. Mm-mm. Ooh, nope. The answer would be Encino Man. Encino Man, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's the one where Brendan Fraser is the caveman that unthaws out of ice. Oh, Encino he, Man. He, 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 Have you ever seen he, 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 the Brendan Fraser hit movie Inkart? Is it Inkart? I've not. It's where he writes things in a book and then they come true. Mm. Ooh, it's like bedtime stories. Yeah, that movie used to intrigue me <laughs> as a child. <laughs> With Bedtime stories with Adam Sandler. Yeah, you remember you remember the the, hum, the hamster with the big old eyes. Yes, yeah. and the, and it rained like Gummy, like, like jelly beans or something. Gumballs, but it was oh, it was it just was a truck. That, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But at the end, it kind of hinted that there was going to be a sequel or something. And it never was. Thankfully not. But hey, that movie was crazy. All I'm saying is, I remember my entire family trip to North Carolina. We watched that movie and just kept listening to the end because it had. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Awesome. What a song. Anyway, the other trivia question, who plays Snake Plissken in Escape from New York? That's Kurt Russell. There you go. Oh, there you go. I do there know you that go. One. My dad loves that movie. Really? I haven't seen it yet, but I, I was I Kurt was Russell. aware. That's Kurt Russell. Yeah. I watched it once. That movie is weird. <laughs> it's sure. like he's, I mean he's it's like fun. No, I mean it's like it's like the same 1980s brand of futuristic dystopian world where everything is greasy and black and dark and nothing works and pollution is everywhere. It's wild because, like, New York's like a police – like, it's like a prison. They mm-hmm. just turned New York into prison for all the world's worst. But then he has to go in to get some, but crazy movie. Insane. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that is your trivia questions from last week. We'll end, of course, today's episode with some more trivia questions. Now, on to the news. The first trailer for Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 2 has been released. It'll be hitting Hulu on March 6th. Have either of you seen History of the World Part 1? No, but no. I know about it. I hadn't. I had I'm either. not even familiar with. What, is it I'm, like a documentary? Mel Brooks. No, it's like it's like a comedy movie. Uh, it's it's, it's one of his like satire comedy movies, which yeah. is a different kind of comedy compared to the modern yeah. day. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I mean, it's on a streaming service. Definitely a chance to watch it, but I probably wouldn't go to the theaters to see it. Yeah, wouldn't go to theaters see much anymore. I don't think obviously. I'd go to the theaters to see a lot of Mel Brooks's films. Yeah, I mean, you know. The theater, if if it's not a communal experience, you go to see movies that you have to see on the big screen, like Avatar, which yeah. looks significantly less, I don't know, just exciting yeah, and incredible on smaller screens, as, as most action movies tend to. Speaking of other television on Hulu, season two of The Bear will debut this early this summer with ten episodes. Have either of you seen that show? Me and my co-host Logan actually just finished that uh, la- either last night or the night before. It's amazing. Yeah. It is very, very good. My dad was watching it over the summer, and he was like, he, he doesn't, he likes a lot of TV, but he doesn't really like binge watch anything, but he would not leave the couch as he finished that show. It was so good. Dude, the last episode, uh, Jeremy Allen White gives a monologue, Ooh. and it, it almost had me in tears. It was crazy. Mm. And Jeremy Allen White, he's pretty great. He, he played, a lot of people will know him from Shameless. He played Lip, and he was one of the better characters, I would say, in that show. Had a lot of the better moments. I mean, it looks really, really cool. Though, I, it's gotten some odd criticism, like everything on Twitter seems to get nowadays, saying it's just like, oh, it's just a normal life in a restaurant or whatever. And I'm like, ah, if it's yeah, a but good show is a good show. It's 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 more of like a family drama set, right, around a restaurant. Because if I'm not mistaken, he takes over the restaurant that was from his brother, who was played by John Bernthal. Yeah, right? his, okay, so, so John Bernthal only shows up in like one scene. Right, they cut the scene across three different episodes. Ooh, um, so that's his intriguing. yeah, it was a good. His, so his brother dies, leaves him the restaurant. I, much more I gotta give this show a shot. I mean, there's a whole episode where it's one shot. Yes, I've heard about that. That one. episode was wild. Episode nine, I believe, right before the finale. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think it's episode seven. Oh, because uh, they only did eight episodes, but next season's gonna be ten. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, right. That's right. Oh. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it, especially before season two comes out, because it's it's been on my list a while, it and is, it is pretty short. So. It's incredible. 
Excellent. Well, there you go. You got your recommendation already there from Adrian. Speaking of other TV shows, this one relates a bit more to Davis. The Last of Us set the second largest premiere for an HBO series since 2010, behind only the premiere for House of Dragon. Now, Davis, it got a lot of views. Was it worth the viewership? So, thankfully, we have someone else in here that has played the game. It's true. Sorry, man. Adrian rushing here. So angry. Has also okay. played the game. We were t- we were actually discussing on, was it Monday? It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday because I was in my public speaking uh, Yeah, I was in my epistemology year. class. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I think it's good. The show's good. It's off to a good start. But I do have a few issues. I think they're definitely going to – they're making Joel much more likable, which I understand for a more mass audience, which I understand, but I kind of feel like that's different. Yeah, it just kind of defeat the purpose of Joel. Yeah, Joel's just a terrible person. Yeah, Wait, I, really? I did like him in the game. Like, though, no, like, the but like, like the the writing's so good, you end up liking him because you're playing as him, but he's not a good guy. But it, but I guess the whole point is like what the apocalypse does to people. Or yeah, is he, no, is like, he just a bad guy from the jump. No, I mean like, like there's bad he, guys. He, he like does things to survive. Yeah, and he he does bad things. Okay. to ensure survival of the people he loves and stuff. Gotcha. But he's not like he's brutal. Like uh, he's scary. I mean, I saw that one scene. I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen the show. I just saw it on Instagram because everything everything ends up being posted somewhere if you don't watch it within the first minute. It seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was de- he was definitely brutal there, but I mean no, that's. Are you talking about the That's last scene where he's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a little yeah, different yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like because in the game he just he doesn't he doesn't beat that he beat on that guy like that yeah interesting um, so that that scene that you're talking about I think the game handles it when there's a reveal basically right, yeah basically That's the game handles it. it a lot better to me like they just kind of it's like they they I feel I, like they put the reveal to like the the the, the side and let Joel beating the yeah. guy up be the main point of the scene but I don't think it should have been yeah that wasn't because like I just feel like. The big reveal wasn't a big reveal then. Yeah, like it was just it just happened, but you weren't really like. But I mean, I think that the whole premise of the show, and like all their marketing, was was very much like on the reveal of that scene. So it's like they weren't expecting people to be like, "What? She's," you know, like yeah. I think that it was very much like, uh, "Oh, oh, he's 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 just kinda, right. He's broken." You, th- you think the show is almost working, assuming that most of the people that are watching it have probably played the game. I don't. Well, I don't in, think so. in, in, no, most okay. people would not. Okay, have. fair enough. Fair I think enough. the I think the appeal to the TV show because I've watched a lot of like the interviews with Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. That's yeah. the creator of the game, Neil Druckmann. Right. And I think that the that the point that they're trying to make is like, well, now we can build on the story and we can also explore like the smaller moments. So yeah. I think what they're also trying to do is do like a lot more world building. Yeah, they are. Because um, the the original intro of the game is not as long as the intro of the show with Sarah. Yeah. Which I, I liked that they they did more to. Like show Sarah and stuff, yeah. But I'm I've just played the game so many times. I'm just partial to like the this perspective being from Joel, yeah. And like the game's just it's just it's just like such a shock. But it's just also hard to adjust from going from like something that you know so like I've played the game like three four times, yeah. I've so it's it hard, probably ten. It's hard to go from something that I love and yeah. it's like yeah, it's like if they recast Harry Potter tomorrow and yeah. then like the movie came out, I'd be like I don't I don't like this. Like it could be better. The actors could be better, the direction could be better, the writing could be better, everything about it could be better. The set could be better, I could be like, but I'd be like, mm, this isn't as good. That yeah. is the danger of, I think, all, most remakes, at least. And yeah. we're actually talking about this in this class that I'm in that I'm really excited about called Reproducing Popular Culture, where we're basically just looking at how everything was remade, redone. I think, originally, the idea of remakes, and at least adaptations, where you're either adapting a book, where the comparison between movie and book is not that big of a deal because you're not seeing a performance or hearing a performance, and then also remaking bad movies or movies that were technologically behind the times or giving them an update. That was a big thing with 50s horror movies getting reskinned yeah. in the 70s and 80s. 
But with video games, I mean, especially, you know, more recently, now graphics are catching up. What is the point of making it other than just to make it, right? Like it's, it's just it almost, that it appeals to a wider audience. It, it, almost, it almost begs the, the Lion King dilemma, right? Is mm-hmm. you, you can remake animated films into live action if they have people in it, but what happens when you make 2D animated characters into just CGI? Well, like, what, what's your, what's your yeah. differenting, like, what, what makes it different? Lion King didn't do a lot, and that's why, even though the movie made a billion dollars, literally, it was kind of a critical flop. Yeah. Not a lot. Not, talk about to people talk about Avatar having no cultural impact. Talk about Lion King having. Yeah, that was, no, the movie was very forgetful. No, because because was the same thing. But I remember it wasn't. like I remember they were like the the casting was insane. I mean, they mm-hmm. had Donald Glover, and I was like, oh my god, they yeah, had Beyonce, crazy, right? It was like going to be crazy, and then it kind of came out, and nobody really talked about it. Yeah, because I think I think, and that's the danger of adapting something that is beloved. The Lion King is yeah. probably the most popular animated film of all time. Mm. I mean. It's 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 top three, isn't it? It's up there in terms sure. of its cultural grip. Maybe Toy Story. I mean, Toy Story, yeah, but yeah. Lion King is also representative of the two D animation era, which has mm. since passed. There's some nostalgia there too that keeps yeah. it going. It's also a musical. What about which... like Cinderella or something? I don't know. I kind of see where Alex is like, from now. I, I know, but like certain... Cinderella is like. I feel like maybe Cinderella's that's more of a fairy an iconic. Yeah, Cinderella's an iconic story. Lion King is an iconic yeah. movie. There, there are certainly differences yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like certain genres beat certain films, but there's also there's only so many that there. have musicals. Exactly. Shrek. That's an iconic. Like I feel like the cultural <laughs> impact recently of Shrek. True. True. Boots King. Too, I, the I, last I think I think meme potential certainly there, but I mean Lion King is it's just the Lion King is one of those movies that is just so perfect. The original that they, you regularly find someone that doesn't enjoy it. And I think again the point is with The Last of Us, a game, especially at least part one. So critically acclaimed and loved. What happens when you adapt it, though? I will say, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the show yet. But that one scene at the opening about the whole guy talking about the fungus—that was pretty cool. That was Based I did on enjoy pretty, that. Pretty pretty real science. I like I like that. Yeah, cordyceps is a real thing. Yeah, exactly. There's just there's just the issue of that. It'd have to get really hot, obviously, for everything to work out. But hey, there's I did, I did kind of like the little hey global warming. I was like, <laughs> it's like by the way, guys, oh, that's funny. We're um, we're going down. Yeah, but anyway, but they actually um, they also did move the date of the mo- the game the. The apocalypse was in 2003, but in the game it's 2013. Interesting. So they 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 moved it. I mean, to... so he's older. Joel is much older in the show. Yeah, I'm about to say it looks like older. it looks like the pictures I've seen. Pedro Pascal definitely has more white hair. Than well, no, Joel like does they're the, the same film. age, okay. but they just shifted the timeline. Why did, do you know? Have you have you heard? Because why? they wanted it to be set in 2023. Yeah. Okay. Because it because it flashes forward to 20 years later, 2023. Okay. And instead, and in the so game, you're in the in, game, it's 2033. It doesn't really matter. Okay, yeah. it's, I got gotcha. you. Like you were in 2013, no and you're in the beginning when the game released is the timeline, and okay. then just it flash forwards 20 years. I got gotcha. you. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Well, The Last doesn't of matter, Us though. again, very popular. I think a lot of word of mouth saying that. I mean, it's got its I really, flaws, like you guys I, said. I really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, it was really, it was a good episode. But it's starting off strong, and of course, now the question is how they're going to handle. The controversy surrounding the second game. I know we've talked about that, and we'll certainly save that for a later date as well. Yeah, that's, but that's far ahead. A lot, a lot, a lot to to come with that show, and yeah. I'm certainly going to try and watch it as soon as I can, just because it looks like it is really good. And honestly, I like zombie shows. Zombie mm. shows. Zombie, I think zombie movies are kind of one of my favorite genres because there's enough variation. Like you, sometimes you got the Train to Busan zombies, mm-hmm. sometimes you got the Walking Dead zombies, and then you got the Warm Bodies. Zombies. You got yeah, those, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you also got, I guess, whatever the Last of Us, the, the clicks zombies. or whatever, Click- clickers, 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 clickers. That's right. There's stalkers. There's bloaters. There's shamblers. There's runners. There's a lot. There's a lot of variety. Not like the Left 4 Dead variety, which had like four. 
Love that game, though. Anyway, moving on to something else very popular, certainly going to set some records, I'm sure. New trailer for Season 3 of The Mandalorian starring Pedro Pascal has been released. The Star Wars series returns to Disney Plus on March 1st. And we no longer have to have a spoiler warning because Mandalorian Season 3 trailer tells you what happens in Boba Fett Season 1. You got baby Grogu back. I'm about to say, either of you, I know... Davis doesn't watch Mandalorian. Adrian, are you a Mandalorian? I'm a big viewer? Mandalorian fan. Sorry, friend. Oh, you're big. Yo, well, spoil it. I enjoy it. Uh, no, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, as Dylan, as uh, as our live events director, Dylan would have said, it's Boba Fett. Oh, Jesus, so true. Um, you 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 might not find a friend of the Mandalorian here because Davis doesn't watch, and I you don't like it. I, thought, I liked it, but I think it's going in the wrong direction. Like we've talked about it. Do you remember when John Favreau a few weeks ago was like, "Yeah, we've got more cameos, more action scenes, and more stuff tying into the old movies," and everyone's like, "That's well, what we don't want." Yeah, well, that's what I don't want, but that's what makes money. I mean, yeah, so I understand it, but I don't think that like, I, dude, for as much as like cameos we get, like if Luke Skywalker pops up in seven episodes, yeah, I'll be kind of mad. But if he's in like one for like ten minutes, that's cool. Okay, but if he's in every single one and it's not Mando show, then yeah, I'm gonna be kind of mad. And then I mean, what you you watched the Book of Boba Fett? I'm guessing. Yeah, I did not really enjoy that. It's a bad show, it in my opinion. Really but what do you bad. what do you think about the fact that it kind of just throws away? I the didn't end enjoy of season two. I didn't enjoy that either. I think it's, it was like, well, I mean, like if you were gonna throw away season two, I would have rather that been a season three arc of Mandalorian. Agreed, hundred percent. because it was because what Book of Boba Fett wound up being was just Mandalorian season two and a half. How, my, did, it, how did they fumble Book of Boba Fett that hard? So. The problem with... The dude who directed Spy Kids did it. That, Robert yeah. Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. What? <laughs> yeah. So Disney... Yeah. Are you serious? I swear, Disney dude. is like... I don't know... That's why the guy did that spin with the gun. Disney... Yes. What? Dude, Disney... they had the Mario Kart cameo or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it was so bad. What the... Uh, <laughs> don't say that. Disney... <laughs> I would only make a bunch of wrestling references, so I can't figure out, but Disney's like the island of misfit toys. Like, Robert yeah. Rodriguez is going there. John Favreau is going there. Guys that... I think Favreau not... can make good stuff, but he just... Doesn't. He bends his knee to the will of Disney too easily. I think he bends his knee to the will of Dude, fans he, because... They say, hey, man, you want another... You know, they're cutting big checks. Yeah, so they're like, hey, make a few cameos. And he's like, okay! <laughs> I mean, yeah! Adrian, you talked billion. about it. Cam- yeah. Cameos are what makes money. Is bringing Grogu back is what makes money, and they brought yeah, him they back. they sell that merch, dude. I mean, you, you know how much money they've made yes. on Grogu merch? So you much. Remember when, you remember when they wouldn't make, like, Baby Yoda merch when it first came out, and they lost so much no. money? Right, because it was like they, they didn't want to – what was the reason? It because was, cause everybody was calling him Baby Yoda. And they were like, oh, he's not his name – because they were waiting for it's his name. Child. They wanted, and they wanted to wait for his oh, even name drop, too. And, like, they would not make merch. So, like, people were making bank off, like, counterfeit bootleg Baby Yoda. Of course they were. I call uh, it Baby Grogu. But. Of course. <laughs> obviously. And, you, and Davis, you just asked the question, how did Book of Boba Fett – Fumble the bag because obviously you've got a very popular character. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a two pronged approach. Here. If not the most popular character in pop, pop culture history, that like barely had any words. Exactly. Anything. I mean, like he had George, like four words. George Lucas has admitted himself that they made him for action figure purposes in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, and they made a bunch of money. So Jeez. the problem with it was. They, cool. <laughs> he's cool. So yeah. we've talked about this a bit in screenwriting. I don't know what the term exactly to describe it is, but it's what happens when you write the end of your story and then have to justify getting there. They uh-huh. wanted to bring Boba Fett back. They had no idea what what they wanted to do after that or what they wanted to do to get there. Like him surviving makes sense, but he's stuck in the Sarlacc pit for like 20 years. That doesn't really yeah. – like he's stuck in there for a long time, but he just gets out of – like. It doesn't. I don't know how long he was stuck in. I think it was like, like a couple weeks. Yeah, nobody really knows what 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 the deal was there. there. Like they, they clearly. That, that's the problem when cameos bite you in the back. Is when you really want to have. 
these characters here, but it makes no sense how they get there or why they're there. The same thing yeah. they've run into with like Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka's like, I just don't want to, you know, save the galaxy. Like it kind of it kind of damages the rest of your characters. Yeah, it like it really hurts a lot of that, and I think that's part of the problem. But it also had the Power Rangers scene and some of the worst Ugh. side characters in the history of. I, the only good side character was Finnick Shand, but then like. Exactly, but then she just became like a hired gun again and had nothing. Yeah, there no was substance. nothing there. And then they brought Cad Bane in, one of the greatest <laughs> animated characters ever, and the man get got immediately. And they, the, they I, had the, no emotional weight because it was just like this was my teacher. This guy's like, here. Yeah, and then he's like, and all the people were like, uh, like I remember Hillman being in here last year, and be like, dude, Cad Bane. Like, we were all freaking out, and then he was just like, oh, he's dead now. Crazy. One, like, one of the coolest characters to come out of the post prequel era in the Clone Wars. I mean, he is him in the Clone Wars. He's one of yeah. the reasons people tell you to watch that show. And then they just that that's one of the characters they shouldn't just throw. They should throw away Boba Fett. Like not not you know what I mean. Like give him like a one off cameo and call it a day. Not even a one off cameo because you kind of defeat the mystique behind him. Yeah, it's like is he alive? But Cad Bane, you got you got that. I mean, just absolute. Gold mine. Here's, and you just throw it away. Here's something for you, because we, we think about the cameo starting with like Book of Boba Fett, really. Yeah, right. But Darth Maul showed up in Rogue One. <sighs> yeah. Don't forget about that. Okay, yeah. but Rogue One No no he showed up in Solo. In Solo, which is Oh my fault. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which, which, which is more of an in, indicative of solo than anything yeah. else. I'd all, yeah. But also Rise of Skywalker had like every single Jedi and everybody loved that. Hey, guess guess who's in uh Mandalorian season three? Babu Frick. <laughs> Dude, and I, I, that's what I said when I watched the trailer. The first time I was like, Babu Frick. Like, I don't care about Babu Frick. I just thought it was funny. They need to stop making that character happen because he's not. It doesn't make sense. It, it really just, I, I just think it's a complete mess. I really yeah. think at the end of the day, they're just taking it in all of the wrong directions and introducing a lot of characters that, yeah. again, it kind of just seems like for funsies versus uh, anything else. They just like, need to let Dave Filoni do it all. I guess. But he is in charge. He's yeah. not real. I mean, I don't know. Dave Filoni's letting it happen. I think he's kind of... He's like George Lucas's protege. Yeah, but I think... Does he not have say? He does have say. But I think his thing now is like trying to like repair Luke's image. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then bring his own character. I won't won't bring up my Last Jedi opinions. I won't. It's just a mess. I really think it's... I like the I really like The Last Jedi, but... And I'm fine with the arc he was taking. It makes... Like it... I think that... But the fanboys are not... (laughs) Like it's fine. Like I I think it's an interesting way to look at it, to take them. Well, and he redeemed himself at the end. Like, who cares, man? Yeah. It, the problem is it was kind of rushed because... Dude, if they had just gotten rid of the casino storyline, they could have spent so much more time with Luke. Here's the thing. I'll say this There's one last, movie. One yeah, last yeah. bit. We, we I'll, need say, to move on I'll say, I'll say this on The Last Jedi one last time because we haven't talked about Star Wars in so long. The problem with it boils down to the fact that they picked three directors to do three movies and didn't talk about to any of them about what they were doing, clearly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. nothing in Force Awakens really gets set up and delivered in Last Jedi. Nothing from Last Jedi gets set up and delivered in Rise of Skywalker. If it was clear, if you give Ryan Johnson the keys, because one, I trust the guy because he's made some amazing content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't forget he's directed the two greatest episodes in the history of Breaking Bad, which is the best show on the planet. The f- Ozymandias. And he the also, one? I think, did The Fly, which okay, is a top-tier episode, by Looper. the way. Yeah, he, he did, did Looper, which was pretty out. cool. He did both Knives Out. I trust the guy, even though I think there were some interesting choices made. If you give him that, he probably lays the seeds for Luke's random trying to kill Kylo instead of just a random one-shot, yes. which is what the movie gives you. Did they not 
Wait, didn't they say they were going to give Ryan Johnson his own trilogy? But that's since been up in the air. But anyway, we need to move on from yeah, Star Wars. Yes, we'll yes, be yes, here yes, forever. Yes. Brendan Fraser won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actor, and his speech was so amazing. I recommend if you haven't if you haven't seen it, go Very ahead cool. and watch it. Honestly, if you, if you feel so inclined, it's a great speech from a guy who's worked really hard to get back into Hollywood. I'm so glad he's back. A lot of people misinterpreting it on Twitter. One guy said, "Hey, look at Brendan Fraser overcoming cancel culture." Which the reality is, Brendan Fraser he was he got blackballed because he was assaulted by I believe a producer yeah. in Hollywood and said it like a pretty and, big producer. And then the man was gone for like six years, and now and he's back. To to make it clear, he was sexually assaulted, not just assaulted. Right. Sorry, no. I did, I, that's my bad. In the, in in the I grand scheme, I forgot I left out that word. Just to make which, it, just make to exactly. Definitely want to clarify that. Yeah. So that is what happened. But it's a great speech, and I haven't seen The Whale, but I certainly want to. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but... I don't know if I can watch that. I think I'd be... Like, I want to see it, because I, I really do like Brendan Fraser, and I think it's, like, probably a good movie, but I really think it would destroy me. Yeah. But hey, that's what The Father did, and it's one of the best like movies the, we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm gonna it's going to be... I'm going to watch it my own home. I don't think it's going to be as good as The Father. Oh, yeah. No I doubt. I don't think anything can really come... I was thinking about rewatching it recently. I've been, so I've been trying to get my friends to watch it for... Months. You almost said decades. I, I know. I almost said I days. Uh, I almost oh, said I days. Said but I was like, days isn't right. I need. I need a bigger. <laughs> Have I, you seen the Father, Adrian? I have not seen the Father. It's a top tier tear jerker. It's the only movie that I've ever cried at while watching. I bawled my eyes out at the end. It's top to, tier. I'll have to give it a look. It has to do with dementia. So Uh-oh. go into it if you like. I know some people have things about that, like they don't want to watch movies regarding. Which is that. totally understandable. Yeah, very understandable. By all means, like we're not. It was. It's hard to watch. It's. It is. It is gruesome, and that's one of the reasons that it is that good, though. And anyway, moving on to speaking of. The Whale, actually, this relates to it. According to Deadline, Sadie Sink has been cast in Odessa for Searchlight with Jeremy Jasper set to direct. The film is an original rock opera set in a post-apocalyptic future <laughs> where a farm girl goes on a quest to recover a family heirloom. It's just like Mad Max, but for kids. <laughs> like, great, great question. I have is no idea. Is it set idea. in Ukraine? Why is it called Odessa? Or is her name Ode- probably Odessa? Well, Odessa is also Texas. So. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't know, but... It's set in Ukraine. Was, you say, was Odessa not someone in ancient Greece? Uh, it's a couple things, man. I don't know. I, all I know is Sadie Sink's pretty cool. Yeah. So she's great. She's, she, she, I, whenever I figure out how old, every time I hear how old she is, I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, 10. She just, that's what I, I'm, <laughs> dude, she's like, she's like she's 20. Ni- she's like, only 19. No, that's she, a Jason Tatum reference for you. She's like 24 or something. And I'm like, no, no, she's not. No way. That's what I'm saying. It's sometimes, it is crazy to me sometimes to like look at like celebrities you really like and they're like, 21 i'm like holy moly it's like when millie bobby brown got nominated for stranger things season one and she was like 13 great like crazy like one of my favorite um hip-hop artists or r&b artists is raven Lene, yeah. and she dropped one of the best albums i've ever heard r&b and she's 23 whoa like insane. she's got a long career ahead of her then yes yeah. excellent speaking of davis people you really like this is all, all these transitions just so happened good, today, so man. Good. Michael B. Jordan okay. has been cast as the lead in the feature film adaptation of, let's just guess, guys. If you haven't seen the news, just have throw out. Oh, never mind that. I'm, I'm unaware. Just throw out. Okay. In that case, then I'll just say it anyway. I don't well, know why. He I'm doesn't know. He can guess. Oh, yeah. An adaptation of what, Adrian? Just guess. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. Adaptation of. It's I'll a game and also a game. book. By a very famous is it another writer. Tom Clancy? Yes, yes, it is. Is it, is it the division or is it, like, is it Ghost Recon? No, it's in the middle between those. Oh, Rainbow I Six. See. Okay, I did know that actually. The film so, adaptation of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six with Chad Stahelski to direct. So it's just going to be it's like his, a SWAT. It's his second Tom Clancy movie. Oh, right, because he was in that. He did without remorse. Right on Amazon Prime. Is Tom Clancy still it's kicking? Terrible. Yeah. Tom Clancy's uh, like gonna a robot. He's gonna write. Books no, he's to, not. He's dead. What, oh my bad. I thought. I don't know why. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's dead. <laughs> I don't know why I let's not laugh about this, guys. I don't know why I um <laughs> thought He will live on forever and Oh wow, though the Stahesky, the director, he directed John Wick and its sequels. Okay. Oh, this is good. This be might cool. be really good. But is it not just gonna be like a SWAT movie? They're gonna pick an angle, but the problem is the angle needs to be good enough. I just feel like why doesn't need be Rainbow Six? It's just because everything's playing. a video like, game. Like if you're making now. like if you're making like um um Splinter Cell, like yeah, like True, that you have Sam Fisher and stuff. But like Rainbow Six, you're just going around being a SWAT guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's a, it was a book. I would watch though. this if they True, like if you on gave, what the book says. If you gave like a Splinter Cell movie to the guy that made what was the really good Mission Impossible or even one Chris of the McCoy, really good Christopher McQuarrie or one of the good James Bonds with Daniel Craig. Oh, like, oh, Danny Boyle, uh, like Skyfall or any of those. Yeah, like, um, if you made a Sam, Boyle, I think a Splinter Cell movie with like who could be Sam Fisher. Let me think about this. We Chris can go Pratt. to the next news. I'm going to come back. We'll go to the next news. Netflix. Do you, do you all know Sam Fisher? From no, I'm unfamiliar. No, you I, never I, play I, Splinter Cell? I never, ne- I never interested. Oh my! God. Ne- never played the Splinter Cell. Netflix has yeah. released the first look at their 2023 movie slate, and let's take a look. You got a lot of movies, a lot of sequels. It looks like Netflix will just have a pretty mediocre year. Honestly, I don't really want to talk about this. Though Netflix got 7.3 million new subscribers in the last quarter, but their new their co CEO is resigning after two decades. So, little, little strange world. I don't know Netflix. that Netflix is going to be around for much longer. I mean. Netflix is a better streaming service than most, I would say. HBO Max is definitely the best one. I, I like the UI for Netflix better than any other streaming service. Yeah, I agree there, but... It's, 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 it's the one I don't... I feel the least frustrated using. Because yeah. I don't like Disney Pluses at all. It's terrible. I don't like... You can't fast forward on there. I don't, I don't like Hulus very much. I don't really like Amazon Primes. HBO Max is pretty solid, but it's also just pretty... No one has it down like Netflix for whatever reason. It's true. The first trailer for Shrinking, starring Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. That's going to be great. Another Apple TV Plus series from Bill Lawrence, Brett Goldstein, and Jason Siegel. The series will hit Apple TV on January 27th. So, Adrian, I didn't get a chance to see the trailer. What? Uh, I didn't about- see the trailer either, but I just didn't. I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Harrison Ford TV resurgence. Oh, indeed, yes. Because uh, he's doing the 1923 that TV show. That's right. And then part he's doing, of the Yellowstone universe. He's doing this now, and he's playing a shrink. That has been fed up. He's fed up now. He's he's like okay, whatever. So he's just going to tell his patients what he really thinks. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the whole plot. It's a comedy. Uh, I'm very excited. Oh, that's that's very interesting. Brett Goldstein. He's the dude from uh, Ted Lasso. Mm. Oh, aka Hercules in uh, the end of Thor: uh, Love and Thunder. Wait, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, yeah, this is Apple TV's gold mine at this point because Ted Lasso, of course. Apple TV's kind of hitting, uh, hitting Dude, their stride. The problem is they their streaming gr- system. Have you seen Slow terrible. Horses? No. I don't have Apple TV. You got to watch Slow Horses. I don't have Apple TV. It is phenomenal. I Slow think horses. we binge watched the. Gary entire- Oldman? <laughs> Dude. I just feel like if yeah. Apple Bro. TV, if, I don't, if, not more accessible, but like. M- marketing. It's yeah. not marketed well at all. It's I not. just feel like, like you hear Apple TV, you're like, oh, sure. I have Netflix. For all mankind. Phenomenal. One of my favorite TV shows, Mythic Quest on Apple TV, is great. Uh, some of the best TV, like some of my favorite TV shows, are on Apple TV. I, I will not lie. The, well, first, the first season of uh, For All Mankind is phenomenal. Like, well, hmm. actually, why don't we keep talking about Apple TV Plus? There's another show coming out. Maybe you've seen this one too, Adrian. The first trailer for Hello Tomorrow, starring Billy Crudup, who's awesome. Was uh, oh, released. I do like Billy Crudup. The retro, Flash's dad. The re- that's true. The retro futuristic series hits Apple TV Plus on February 17th. The way I've heard it described, guys, Fallout 4, but without the Fallout. They're so, making a Fallout show. No, but it's, so it, it, it's essentially Walton Goggins is awesome. Davis, come on now. I'm, 
Look, man, look, my knee's been killing me today. I got to move it around. Is that okay, okay with okay, you? Okay, fine, fine, Thank fine, you. fine, fine. So it's essentially the beginning of Fallout 4 with like retro futuristic cars, jetpacks. It looks so cool. And Apple TV Plus, of course. Evidently, we got to get Adrian's Apple TV Plus account. Hey, guys, I'll hook you up. Come on. Excellent. Come Excellent. Let's do it. I'll watch some shows. I'll, I'll watch anything with Gary Oldman on it, to be quite uh, honest. That's with what, you. that, my dad is the biggest Gary Oldman fan in the world. He's awesome in everything. And my, well, and it's just like, my dad, my dad was like, Dude, Gary Oldman's doing a spy show. I think we should watch it. And then we watched it, and we watched the first episode, and we were like, whoa. Excellent. So it's got Gary Oldman. It's got, uh, I forget what her name is, but she plays Allison. The Olivia Oliver. Cook. Olivia Cook. She's very good in it. Excellent. And Taylor Loudon. Loudon. Yes, Loudon. That's his name. He's very good as well. Well, we got, we got some Apple TV shows to watch. Also, according to Deadline, Tron Aries is in the works at Disney with Jared Leto Ugh. set to star and Joaquin Roning set to direct. The filming will begin in August. No. I feel like Jared Leto is almost untouchable in Hollywood in the way that you, if you touch him, it kind of taints whatever good PR the project could possibly have. Because Tron has a big cult fan base that's very, very at, like avid supporters of the film series, of everything about it. And with with Joaquin, with uh, Jared Leto, I don't know, man. It's, what is like <laughs> what? Jared Leto is always being cast in things, but nobody likes him. Because he's been in a lot of bad... And, and the problem Which is... Which is crazy, because he was a great actor, and then something happened. The problem was Suicide Squad. I think it's Suicide Squad tanked his credibility, and but it's not even that he's bad. It was also that his method acting was yes. sending dead rats to Margot Robbie and other <laughs> things that I will yes. not mention on the airwaves, mind you. And then she was and, like talking about it in interviews, and was like... Eh. And the problem is, the rule of method acting is you have to give a, a knock out of the park home run performance if you're going to method act. And if, like Daniel Day Lewis, never not been good. Like, like him in Dallas Buyers Club. True. Which is a phenomenal performance. But if you method act yes, one of the most I, iconic no, characters of all time, yes, I agree. are apparently a pest. I don't like Jared Leto either. Leto. I'm, I know. I don't like him either. I don't really care that I mispronounce his name because he doesn't seem like a very cool dude oh, wow. from okay. what I've heard. That's, that's, okay. We've yeah, talked about him right. before. Oh, isn't he, he's running that organization. We, we, we he will did not. make thir- Three Seconds to Mars, whatever it's called. 30, 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, I like what shows I was watching, watching where uh, 30, they thought 30 Seconds to Mars was how long it takes to get to Mars and not an or it was, I don't know. Anyway, um, bad, bad story. The new trailer for Scream 6. Oh, God. The film will release on I March 10th. I just want to say 10th. about this. Not the trailer, but something else. It stars basically everyone, even dead characters, including Jenna Ortega and Samara Weaving. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, um, the poster was the thing I took issue apparent, with. Apparently, what happened to it again? Look at it. it. Just look Look at it. Wait, screen. Okay, let me look it up. So it's like floating heads to the extreme, which like part of me is like, who, is, Wes, is Wes Craven directing it? Wes Craven has dead, passed away, okay. so... Okay. Wait, where's the, I don't. Oh my lord! So part of me was like, is it a satirical poster? <laughs> like, are they satirizing oh my the, gosh. the floating head oh. poster? This is no. the worst of I've know, seen. I really years. don't know because it's pretty bad. That is just posters so, are getting worse. The, oh my gosh, the new post they dropped for Ant Man. Oh my! I watched goodness. a whole video about like video game covers and movie posters. The um, new, it was pretty interesting. The new po- did y'all see the new post for Ant Man: Quantum Mania? Yes, where it had like the, the and Michael Douglas just like posted up in the corner. No, no, another one. Michael Douglas is power posing. What? So he I haven't seen yeah, that. One. Oh my gosh, look it up real quick. I saw it and everyone and everyone. So the implication of it, right, was that somebody tweeted out who was going to hang this in their room. Posters are so bad now. There's like what? Why do you get them if they suck? They have some good ones though. Like I like the one with Kang. Like I like this one. I do like this poster. Okay, yeah, but that's because it's so simple. But let me see if I can find. Oh my goodness, is this a real poster? Show me. 
This is really good for an audio medium. <laughs> yes, that one is real. I've yeah, seen that, that one. one. Real. No, <laughs> that one that wasn't the one I was looking for. Let me see if I can find it real quick, everybody. This one's really bad. Do y'all follow <sighs> It's terrible. Oh my God. Do y'all follow um Nope, I don't. Um, it's called like horrible movie posters or like bad fan made movie posters on Twitter. No, you no, I want to though because they are hilarious. Like you'll see some of the craziest things ever. It's just this one, guys. Just heads and people standing everywhere. They're, like there's nothing that that only worked on Star Wars, the first one. When it's like when he's got like the lightsaber. That's a great poster. That's one of the most iconic movie posters. And I just like I've been looking at movie posters recently. Like I was looking at the Avatar movie poster, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ugh, "This is so 2009." And then I looked at the one that for Avatar two, and I was like, "God, that is a terrible poster." Yes. Absolutely. So here's an example I'll use. Do you right? have I'll a use... favorite poster, Adrian? Oh, yeah. After Alex says his thing, um, just at, let Alex say. No, your you, thing go first. Then... you go first. You go okay. first, Adrian. Okay, my, my, point, go first. my point will wrap it up. Uh, I can't really think of one. Um, like just some that you're like, I like that. I did like the Batman poster, although I didn't really like the coloring of it. Yeah. Um, the one where they're all standing. Yeah. Mm, I don't like that one. I liked. Uh, I have a. I have a poster that I got for free from AMC here in uh, Opelika. Mm-hmm. I got it, and it's the um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. I really like that Ooh, poster. It's a absolutely. great. It's a good poster. I think one of the good examples of floating head is everywhere. Everything everywhere is last year. It was like art. What did they do wrong? Like they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't really. They did not. The marketing. My favorite poster is the thing though. Oh, that's a good poster. The I'll Friday say, the Thirteenth's first like first poster is really cool, right? Where you it's like an outline of Jason. Yes, that, that one's, one's amazing. Dope. That one's really really good. I'll say my favorite I'll one is the alter alternate Dark Knight poster. That's the Joker behind the mirror painting out the Why So Serious. Oh, I really like that one. The one with the it's building okay. in the back is cool too. With the look the, how cool this is. Oh, that is pretty. That sick. is rad. That is. Well, let, let me see it again, Davis. See, that's what I like about the unbearable awesome. weight of massive talent is it has that kind of white border to it, where it looks yeah. almost like a picture. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, like back in the day, posters and game covers as well were like you treated them like art. And yeah. now it's just people. Like, put you, but, but your, now it's, it's like just they're a like marketing tool. Back then, I feel it was like we want to we want to get the essence of this movie. We want you to make you be like, that's cool. Like, I want to see it. But now they're like. Oh, we got to show everybody that's in this, yeah. so people put, go to see put this. Put the person. famous faces on them, exactly. Yeah, yeah, put the names up. So that's why one of my favorites was the to- posters for the first two parts of the Caribbean film because it did have floating head issues, but then below it had this like whole painting of like what that, was yeah. happening or whatever. Now, that's a nice I balance. Do like those. Enough. I can live with those. But it's a nice enough balance. Set a bad precedent. Fair enough. I also say here's my best example I can use for why posters have got so different. I'll say the Empire Strikes Back poster, the original one from the 1980s, because. Notable, Yoda is nowhere to be found on this poster because he hadn't shown up yet. Yeah. I think Star Wars is another ex- good exception for floating Because they, ma- they made it artistic yeah. enough. They didn't just put people on it. They like the, might have been the ones to start it. The, re- the reskin for, it. The d- for the DVDs that re-released in like the early I mean, 2000s were bad offenders. Like that's, that's, that's a great That's poster. just art. That, the, that's the, we're looking at the one with Darth Vader's head in the background and Luke sta- standing with it. Look at this one, it's, man. This, this is my favorite poster maybe of all time, actually. It's a great poster. And like, the thing is... Good. The whole point is these are the characters doing stuff, not just, all right, guys, we got to get a clear picture of Michael Douglas here, a clear picture of Paul Rudd, a clear picture of Jonathan Majors, a clear picture of Ev- Evangeline Lilly, and then it just devolves into nothing. Yeah. Ugh. I'm so upset with that. Well, now let's talk about – I just thought of some more, but we can get – sorry. We can, keep we, we, can, we can say this for another episode certainly as well. Indiana Jones was what I was going to say. That, that, those, those are good. great those posters are good. too. Let's talk about a movie that kind of – is an anomaly in what would say the modern world of blockbuster, the Avatar series directed by James Cameron. We got two movies to talk about, 13 years apart, so much to discuss. 
So let's talk about the cast and crew. Relative unknowns sprinkled throughout. I'll certainly talk about that. Sam Worthington is the lead in the first Avatar film as Corporal Jake a, Sully. I have a fun fact about the cast. I might have one there. too. But do you is go it the first? Matt Damon thing? It was originally going to be Matt Damon. Exactly. Matt Damon was offered 10% of the box office growth. Insane. Which, which like, what's would that, be, $100 million? No, it'd be $290 million. million. Yeah. Because he'd keep getting, for the re-release, he'd yeah, get more yeah, and more. Yeah. So Cameron actually... Cameron actually cast Worthington after a worldwide search for a promising young actor, preferring relative unknowns to keep the budget down. Worthington, who was living in his car at the time, auditioned twice early in development, and he was signed on for potential yeah. sequels. Cameron also felt that because Worthington had not done a major film, he would give the character a quality that is really real. That's a why would you say that? <laughs> That's a that, that, for for one of the greatest directors of our time saying the phrase "really, really real" is, is just pitiful. Dude, I do not enjoy Sam Worthington interviews. I don't find him to be like an. I don't. I don't find him to be like a, a compelling actor or like a really, um, you know, like a really like I like even in this movie. I would like the first Avatar. I rewatched it, and he was like every time he'd get mad, you could hear that he was Australian. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you picked up on that. I didn't. But if you really listen, he's yeah, oh yeah, he's screaming, and it's just like he sounds so like out because he, he he sounds like Mason from Call of Duty Black yes. Ops because he is Mason no, he is. from yes, Call, he I know is. he is Mason from Call of Duty Black Ops. But he he, Mason. Cameron also said he has that quality of being a guy you'd want to have a beer with, and he ultimately becomes a leader who transforms the world. Anyway, we'll keep moving on. I was thinking about Mason clips now. <laughs> I was thinking about the, num- <laughs> the numbers, Mason! And then he goes like, F you! <laughs> Kiss my A! <laughs> Uh, also, it's Zoe so Zaldana <laughs> as Natiri, Stephen Lang as Colonel Myrel Quaritch. So Lang had unsuccessfully auditioned for a role in Cameron's Aliens, but the director remembered. Lang and Sodom for Avatar. Michael Bean, who had worked with Cameron in Aliens, The Terminator, and Terminator 2 Judgment Day, was briefly considered for the role. He read the script and watched some of the 3D footage with Cameron, but was ultimately not cast in favor of Lang. I just saw someone that someone's in the casting, who I'm sure you'll get to. We'll get to. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez as Trudy. We all know her character. Giovanni Ribsy as Parker Selfridge. Joel David Moore as Dr. Norm Spellman, CCH Pounder as Moat. Was that the one, Davis? No. Nope. We'll keep going. Wes Study as Etukan. And then Laz Alonzo yes. yeah. from that, The Boys. That was crazy. That was as Sute. That was going to be my fun fact when I was coming in because I was watching that. I, 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 watch, I did not realize. Whenever I watch a movie, it doesn't matter if I've seen the movie a million times. I'm on IMDb for, on my phone like consistently throughout the movie. And so like I was watching it like a year ago and I was like, what? The dude from The Boys is on here? Awesome. I was, like, I was like, he's so good in this. Love it. I was I, also like, why is he so skinny? I didn't realize CCH Pounder was in it. Yeah, she's, she's the mom. She's great. Yeah, I, I, I kind of really... figured that out once I knew that she was in it. But so I'll also like, say this. could she be? Criticism of she's the cast. Jake. Oh, we're not even done yet. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver also in it, of course. Sigourney Weaver, a longtime collaborator of James Cameron from Aliens. And in the sequel as a 13-year-old girl. We'll certainly cover we'll that <laughs> as well. And then written and directed by Cameron himself, Mauro Fior, handled the cinematography night. Mm. I do wonder exactly how that worked for animation, but it got nominated for an Oscar. And we'll certainly for talk about those awards. Speaking of it, the it speaking of the writing, they actually went there. They just went to Pandora. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then what, one last thing before we get to the writing, Davis. Brilliant score from the great James Horner, one of the best I've heard in any blockbuster film in recent memory. Very good. Go ahead, Davis. The writing. Did you know that James Cameron actually, when he was 19 years old, he had a dream. <laughs> I'm not like I'm being. I love James Cameron. Like he he dreamed of Pandora and he like drew the picture. 
I, I and know then, that, and they, they're like, he was like, this is my dream movie. I want to make this. And I know that James Cameron is often criticized for his way that he treats actors on set, but he's one of the funniest what? people. <laughs> I never heard that. Really? <laughs> I, n- I never knew that. Like, no, no, Kate Winslet said he would never work with him again after Titanic. He's not actually. A, he's not a great dude. He, he, he constantly tells ever, people to do takes over yeah. and over. He's one of those. Like Kubrick. On Titanic, everybody got poisoned at one point, and they think it was because he was so rude to everyone that oh. a cast member, like, for real. Oh, yeah. they're trying to poison him. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying he was poisoning them. No, 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 no. No, no. Crazy! I, I've heard that story. <laughs> now that aside, he is one of the just like when he said like I don't need a streaming service. I got my dreams, man. <laughs> Some crazy quote. Him on the press tour for Avatar Two was one of the funny. Like every week, it was James Cameron set a billion dollars on fire just for funsies. Was like the headline. But anyway, let's get to some other fun facts before we really delve into this film. Premiered in December of two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and. A really long one at two hours and 42 minutes, but is it worth the runtime? We already know a lot of the stories about its box office success, but here we go one more time. On a budget of $237 million, it made $2.923 billion. But from its opening day through the original theatrical run and obviously subsequent re-releases, broke all kinds of box office records, as we know. Held that record for 12 years before Endgame passed it up. Then Avatar passed it back again. Hold my oh beer. My I mean, Cameron was like, I can How do does he it? do it? <laughs> because it's... Because the re- the re-releases are actually they look pretty good. He, he gave it a not not a full reskin, obviously, because that would take years to mm-hmm. redub the whole movie in different animation. But they should do that. Though. It looked actually, it would look amazing if they did it with the Avatar two animation, which we will get to. That'd be that, I'd, actually I'd go see that. I'd go see it in theaters without question. Did y'all see this one in theaters? Uh yes, yes. I, I also mean, did. I did. I mean, the, the trailers were pretty dang saw good. Marketing saw it in was three D. Mm. I think I also saw it in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D because my mom like, gets everything was Because we, we went to go see the second Avatar of my grandpa. And he said we went, like, yeah. the last time we went to the movies was in 2009. And he was like, we're going to see it in 3D? And I was like, <laughs> no. And he was like, God. He was like so mad about I it. hated 3D. 3, 3D apparently caused a lot of motion sickness issues, which I understand. Well, I don't really enjoy it personally. I hated it because I had glasses. Oh, oh yeah. So you yeah. had to layer them. And right. It and it's, it just kind of lo- loses a lot of the point of it. Also, adjusted for inflation, it's the second highest grossing movie of all time oh behind goodness. Gone with the Wind. With a total wow. of a little oh, wow. more than three point five billion. Well, because with the wind, with the wind huge. it made that a lot of huge. money, and uh, you had the fact that it was inflation a hundred years they had, ago. They didn't have anything else to watch. Yeah, Gone with the Wind <laughs> is is one of the biggest movies in terms of box office, Oscars, everything, you name it. It wow. also is, is the first um, film to gross more than two billion and the highest selling animated uh, or video title of twenty ten. I guess that means DVDs probably. Yeah, and then Oscars. Nine Academy Awards and got Best Picture, Best Director, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. Those are all the nominations. Its wins, however, were Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography. It won for that, Adrian, and then Best I, I, Visual Effects. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that it was never before done cinematography. Yeah, a fully animated film. Dude, just some of the shots in that movie were so unimpressive. I think it gets like, a lot better. Some that were so impressive. Yeah, but do you know, you know the one it's where it was fake. like where the deer looks up or whatever, like the yeah. alien, and then they push in really hard, and then it goes to shaky cam. I got, I was, the, I saw that, and my skin was like crawling. I hated that. There, there are some odd choices, but there are some really incredible. I think they shoot the poorly named Hallelujah Mountains very well and make it just seem incredible. Yeah, For, that thing is the cinematography. A lot of it makes the world feel that is true real and amazing and they do a better job of it than most movies davis a uh, famous cinema- cinematographer roger deakins has something to say about it oh what did he say it. go ahead quote, he said, quote the man should i do it in his voice I'm just i don't know he said it was a he's british it was a beautiful film no, i'm not doing a voice no doubt about it however i feel as a film that was mostly digital it isn't really fair to put it pit it against a bunch of live action films which i agree with i agree with as well that's true but 
Because, like, you can, well, like, the trick of real life, right. you have to, like, find the place. That's you fair. have to climb the mountain to get that perfect shot. But, like, digital, you can just make it. I think you can the, just do whatever I you think want. the like, sequel utilizes better cinematography and finds ways to make it more creative. This one didn't. I, th- I think this one doesn't deserve it just because it did not create enough unique shots with its entire digital background, where the sequel, I think, has a lot better cinematography and makes some great creative choices. But anyway. But, but I don't know if it shouldn't. Like, I feel like it, maybe it could have won, because if you're, if you're judging cinematography based on the effort that the cinematographer puts in, rather than, like, the shot composition well, and I the mean, it's not, it's, behind I'm it. I'm not like, doing it just off the effort. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I, like, I can understand, but, like, having to climb the mountain, like, yeah, getting up to the top of that mountain, but it's doing something harder, that's never just, been done before. It's harder in real life to get these amazing shots than it is in digital, because you can just make the shot. Yeah. Well, you still have to think of the shot. And Deacon's, of course, one of the... Let's see who they were up against. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Did you I, I got it right now. I got it right now, too. Um, okay, well, then go right ahead, <laughs> Harry guess. Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Okay. The yeah. Hurt Locker. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards. Yeah. And the White Ribbon. Okay, so I haven't seen the White Ribbon, but that's a weak group. I feel like Avatar's probably the best one out of those. Also, Ro- I got... Roger, Roger Deacon's wasn't on it, so... I've got bigger beef with it losing best original score to Michael Giacchino's Up, Ugh. because, sure, that main... <laughs> The main theme at Up is pretty great, but James Horner was in his bag with Avatar, respectfully. Yeah, of that was that. That is such an iconic. All that music from this movie is just incredibly iconic. In Absolutely, movie. it was a great year for best original score. Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Hurt Locker, and also Sherlock Holmes are up to be nominated. I will say, let's tell this brief story oh, this about is a the music. Weak year for Best Picture. Yeah, it was. Twenty ten was not a great year for Oscars. I'll say this little anecdote about the music though it did get nominated. So James Cameron like tasked a bunch of. It wasn't a science. I can't remember their official name. It's like linguist and stuff to create this entirely tribal sounding oh, music. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I was talking about the language. My fault. No, so to create this entirely like tribal feel music to com- be something completely, completely different. different, different instruments, different composition. It was an incredible piece of work. I cannot remember the name of the person that was behind it. And then they showed it to Cameron, and Cameron's like, "It sounds too different. People aren't going to like it because it sounds weird." And then again, Horner, for all of his all of his credit, he still delivers an amazing score, and the language still is pretty good. But I think the film certainly—I wish it have gone the extra mile, personally. But still, there, there's a story there. Also, at the Golden Globes, it received four nominations: Best Director, Best Film, Best Original Score, and Best Original Song, winning Best Director and Best Film at the Golden Globes. Okay. And then it also got 36 Saturn Awards and one or, or no, at the 36th Saturn Awards, it got 10 nominations and won all. 10 awards, and then Cameron signed up for a billion sequels. So, guys, let's talk about it. It's a heck of a movie. It's very good. I think it's it gets a lot of a lot of harsh criticism that I don't think it necessarily deserves. So when I was when I was about to watch it back yesterday, I was kind of like dreading it. I wasn't. I was just like, I don't feel like watching it because I was like, it's not going to be as good as I remember. Yeah. I know that I knew the VFX wasn't going to be as good. It's like the VFX are still good, but like they're not going to yeah. be as mind blowing as they were. After back I in saw the second one. Oh yeah, it was like oh what much more video gamey. Yes, which like I'm fine with, but like back then, 2009, it was insane. Yeah, so that that's a point I really wanted to make because people love throwing the it looks like a video game criticism at it, and that's fair. But for its time period, it would have been the best looking video game. Oh, yeah, by, yeah. Like think of Uncharted no, it's Two. Still incredible. Is a game. No, it's, I mean, I think it does a great job of mixing the live action actors and stuff in like that one scene at the end where Natiri's holding Jake. Yes, Looks, that, that is the, the is blend. Really good. The bl- like that's the thing is, I think they might be the masters of blending, and I really want to talk about that with Avatar: mm-hmm. Way of the Water, obviously, because they they go the extra mile with it. I think there are some weak shots, like for example, when so when Jake and Atiri find each other at the beginning, and then Sute comes on his horse and confronts them. 
it's nighttime and they tried to create this weird artificial light. So some of the characters look really wonky in that scene. Yeah. And I noticed it, but most of it looks good. The final fight scene looks great. I think. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks, it's 2009. There, no, no movie ever had even come close I still to looking think, like this. I still think the the CGI in that is incredible, and it was like yeah. groundbreaking. Exactly. I mean, like again, look at look at video games that had cinematics in two thousand nine to compare. There was there was not a comparison. This this movie yeah. looks to be. I mean, it, it's on par with the. It's just below, I'll say, the remastered Halo two cinematics that they did a few years ago because those look incredible. But it's still better than. I mean, think about Injustice. Think about how that movie looks compared to, or how that game looks compared to this movie, and you'll yeah. understand that. I don't think that criticism is necessarily fair, but it does look incredible. And I'll say, character criticism aside, I think the cast is really good. I think they work within a very difficult yeah. medium. I think Zoe Saldana is definitely the most impressive. Oh, yeah. She's, she's incredible. They should cast her in everything, in my opinion. She's great in everything she's been in. She really makes you feel like this character exists more than anyone else. Yeah. I think I think obviously CCH Pounder as Moat gives it a really good performance, she but does do really she's had, she just has a limited time on screen, yeah. so you can't really. Because the thing is, with CGI characters, you have to kind of get time on screen to associate with them because they're just not real. You have to kind of get sucked into the fact that they are characters. Yeah. But I think I think it's I think it's great. I really do. I like it. So, like I was saying, I was I was like kind of dreading watching. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know, it's not going to be as good. And then I started watching it. And I will admit, like, the first 10 minutes, it wasn't because of the movie, but, like, I don't know, I sat on my couch and I was, like, on the verge of just passing out asleep. Not yeah, passing out. Of course. And then I think I got up and cooked something and I was good. But, like, the first 55 minutes felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. then I watched the rest. It was good. It kind of started to slow down yeah. near the middle. And then the last 40, I picked up back this morning and... It was it was really good. James Cameron knows how to direct an action scene up there with the best directors in the yeah. world at that. I mean, he just he mixes so many things yeah. together. He's he's really good at cutting between multiple narratives yeah, within an action scene, which is which is a tough thing to do. I think if you want to see an example of poorly doing that, Avengers Endgame might be a great example of poorly yeah. balancing narratives in a Of course, that's 100 narratives in one action scene, not just 3, but it does it better than most. I think I think it holds up. I think it. I also. Think I think the does. criticism that the story is basic is a little far fetched to me. Yeah, it is. But it, I think it it mixes in a little a couple things in there that makes it a little different. Like the fact that Jake is not your standard white savior. He's literally the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Like that. The whole fact that he has a dream about flying and it's on Pandora is supposed to imply that he's yeah. been the chosen one, which is a nice angle. And just guy learns how to be better at things than the natives like at least he doesn't start shooting a bow and, arrow, bow and arrow better than everybody else he sticks with a gun because yeah. Natiri is by far a better bowman than he or archer than he is i don't know i think that criticism is a bit odd james cameron has said it, it's because the rest of the movie is so perfect people can't pick yeah. other things apart which is an interesting That's funny. That's sentiment funny. It, i don't know it, if i agree with that one it is pretty similar to dances with wolves or any of those type of movies yeah. where a like, guy shows up to a native population and helps them solve their problems and yeah. I, I don't think it can avoid that criticism. Yeah, it, it no, can't it, dodge it. But I think the fact that he's actually, be- literally becoming like, ch- yeah, like he becomes like a Navi. he becomes a Navi, kind of helps. It's yeah, it's not like some guy that just. And also, it's the fact that I think he fails enough. I think that's something that yes. some of those movies certainly lose. He gets, reje- on. he gets rejected at the beginning. He gets rejected in the middle when they they leave like, him to die, and then Natiri the saves t- him in they, the end. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's three three times where... And I don't think that it's necessarily him, like, hey, natives, I'm here to save you. It's well, yeah, like, yeah. it's no, definitely was, him falling in love with this woman. So when Dances with Wolves does 
Is it Kevin Costner? Yes. Does he go to like? I haven't seen Dance with Wolves. I wish I had for comparison's sake. Let me look into this. So la- the Last Samurai is one that I've seen that gets a gets a similar a similar criticism because it's also considered Dance with Wolves, but in Japan, it is it is a similar thing where he goes in just as a prisoner of war and then just slowly becomes infatuated with Japanese culture. And I, I think it's I think it's okay. I understand there's some criticism. Last Samurai is a little different. Granted. Yeah. True. True. I think I think I think that the criticism is fine and fair, but I think there's enough there that's great. For example, I love Stephen Lang. By the way, I talked about the cast for a moment, but he's probably our most human character, and I think he's great as Quaritch. I think his two intro scenes where he's given like the "half of you will die" speech and then also lifting weights are hilarious choices. Dude, he was—he's he, like chewing scenery. He's yeah. awesome. He's—he's—he was. He, I was like counting the weight, and then he was, and then he was like low grav, and I was like, oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this low grav will make you soft. Yeah. You get soft. Yeah. Pandora will poop you out dead. Yeah, hilarious. I love. He's just. He's funny. He's just cartoony, and I, I love he's, that they commit to the bit. But he's also like, crazy. He's doing like the Arlie Hammer, or what's his name is from yeah, Arlie Army. From. Arlie Army. So I like the fact that I think Quaritch is not your as not as cartoony as the fact that like you know traditionally your big I'm buff military sergeant also just doesn't care about his soldiers. But he, he oh yeah does. he does, but he is evil. Yeah, yeah. he he's he's just racist army general. Yes, that, that that's he that's where oh, he boils that, down to the like yeah. the the company guy. Oh, it's like the guy from Slimy. Aliens. Slimy, yes. Oh He's like Burke. He Giovanni? Like Burke from Al- I cannot Yes, Giovanni Ripsey, that's right. Or whatever. Yeah, he was the worst. Oh, my God. Just I could Slimy. Not Icky. Uh, uh, do we want to don't, talk about that? Don't give – okay. Bad name. <laughs> Can't have him. Won't get him. <laughs> Unobta- look, Unobtainium yeah, a- is such a stupid name, but I mean like I, I guess. It, what, did, what did they call the goo in the second one? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't even remember. Actually, it's not as bad as unobtainium. Uh, yeah, Sa- sa- can... saving lifeium, obviously. <laughs> Never age juice. I think. <laughs> Can't age you? Oh my gosh, guys, this no, is crazy. I remember, dude. I can remember rewatching it and being like, unobtainium. I was like, I don't remember it's just unobtainium. Stupid name. <laughs> like, I can imagine them sitting around the board, like they're sitting in the boardroom, like, what are we gonna call this this mineral that's so hard to get? And maybe like, like, like someone bringing coffee to him walked in. He's like, "How about unobtainium?" Jake Graham's like, "That's it. Get, 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 we got it." Such a bad name. It's such a terrible I mean, but choice. Like, if you really want to look like these these stupid humans show up to this planet and they find this really hard to get mineral, what are they going to call it? Maybe it wasn't even a scientist that named it. I I, I don't it know. Couldn't have been because oh. a scientist never would have been like. Yeah, Grace, they would have Grace named would it. To be fair, there are a lot of crazy there, names in science. Isn't there Kryptonium, Einsteinium, Einsteinium. They would have named it. Californium. They would have named it. There's like Tober Maguireum. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God, they found a spider and they named it after Tober Maguire. Oh, jeez. Oh, Same with geez. Andrew Garfield. They found a new spider. And they oh my named gosh, it the Through the Lens PSA is about to play while we're doing this. this is awesome. Um. Anyway, back back awesome. back, back to back to the basics. I think. I think it's a poor name. I do think so. I found a video on YouTube actually. What is it it, was, wait, what does unobtainium even do? It's just it's really ex- it, it's probably like an energy. He metal. just said it's like two hundred million per kilo. kilo, twenty million a kilo. What is, is that even like? Maybe it's just really so good steel or something. I don't the, know. the problem is, I don't think Cameron thought it out well enough. Though, however, 
you so that's the problem that I have with this movie. As long as it is, it doesn't delve into enough things that it could. I think there one, for example, He's Earth like, is dying, by the way. Yeah. Which we learn basically we sort of pick up on it, but then the second one it makes There's it. There's no green thing. there. So there's the a only scene line. on YouTube that is like the full Avatar prologue, and it actually shows Jake like running around this cyberpunk world in his wheelchair. It's an incredible scene. I'm gonna show you guys afterwards. Because there's so much detail behind it, and there's so much more to do with why he would want to leave Earth. Yeah. And this movie doesn't expl- like. Cause I, I was kind of wondering why he would agree to that. Exactly. Well, one, he so he says that he can't fix his spine, not yeah. on that, and then he makes the not in this economy joke, which I thought that was, that cool. was funny. Uh, I was like, hey man. Um, I think that no the I problem. Heard that, I heard not, not in this economy. I was like, what's up with the economy? <laughs> <laughs> How will this affect the trout population? <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is you could definitely say. If you really want to stretch it, they name it unobtainium because this corporation is so stupid and they yeah. f- they rather find metal than find a home world they can live on. Yeah, because the Earth get, is dying. We're doing a lot of a lot of. But that's the thing is the movie doesn't delve into it. Doing a lot of legwork. The movie for doesn't here. doesn't yeah. delve into Awa enough. James, I think. if you're listening, I don't uh, think I think I think they left Awa vague enough. However, good, I do I, think is a good I do really like how gonna the whole that. movie Grace is like trying to explain it. With science, she's like, "Oh, it's biological, electrical." And then by the end, it's like, "Oh no, Ewa is just God, basically." Yeah, she's like, that, real. Like, like by the end, it's like, "Oh, bro, just brought up all the all the animals of the world to save the day because he's just a deity or well, she, right? She, it's, she. Yeah, it's, just, it's a woman." But if the yeah, biological thing still worked there, because all living creatures are tied through Ewa. Well, yeah, but the the, the point well, like, is that well, yeah, technically that, that doesn't work because that. I was getting real ego, the living planet vibes. Like it's just like she, like the planet is a brain. It's it's just like and, a big, yeah, it has a big connection. And it certainly builds when we go to Avatar: Way of the Water, and you see another tribe elsewhere away from the Tree of Souls, and they have their own Tree of Souls because their connection is to every tribe. Yeah. Speaking of that moment where all the animals come up, that, that was hype. When the when the it, hammerhead, it kind of got me. I was like. Some tears welled up. I was like, this oh, let's is crazy, go. man. I was like, what? Now when Norm gets shot, bro, I didn't think they were going to kill off Norm. And then Norm's avatar gets gets the Glock. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, when Grace died, I was like, no. no. She can't die. Yeah, that was – that, that whole scene was so cool with, like, the light slashing and the singing. I mean – There's just so many – there's so many cool visuals. The the best moments and elevated so much higher. I agree. And CCH Pounder with, like, the movements yes. as as uh, Moat. Oh. That's, that's great motion capture work, by the way, that goes – I mean that that is the inspiration for the incredible like life size yeah. animatronic at at Pandora and that Disney is World, which wild. is which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. By the way, like the Avatar ride at Disney World literally made me more excited for this movie like tenfold. That is the greatest piece of I marketing I've ever seen. I remember when we went on our seen. senior trip, we wrote it like four times. We we got our fast pass the next day. I went, went with back. my grandpa. My grandpa wrote it twice in a row. It's Let's so, go, it man! Was, like that's it, one of the best rides I've it, ever been it on. It is and probably I that big of an Avatar. I mean, thing. It, yeah, none, none of, so like I mean, we liked this movie growing so up, incredible. but then my family and I went on it, and we're like. We couldn't believe it. It was insane. Yes. The floating rocks there, man. I would crazy. kill to go on that right now. Dude, I am a, I'm a, you guys I'm know. not a dad. You're, you're, you're the big avatar mark here. So my, yeah, so my dad also, like, my dad doesn't work for them. So we knew somebody who could get us fast passes. Oh. So we we're like, hey, can you get us on there again? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. let's go. But it was all, like, the, the land is also really cool. They have, like, this big pretzel. Yeah. And it's because the av- avatars are huge. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's just like a normal pretzel <laughs> to them, but That's it's like funny. a really big That's pretzel. hilarious. And, like, everything lights up when the sun goes down. It's, it's just, oh my gosh. So good. That, I, I don't really like Disney that much, but that 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 rules. entire Pandora that world dude, is the dude who did that. James, his name is uh, James Rody. He is what? Or, no, no, no. It's Joe. Oh. It's it's Joe Rody. Uh, oh my goodness, Joe Rody. He's in, he's that guy who did that. Is it's it's an, it really is incredible. I'll say one last thing. The floating um, mountain, bro. Some, some, when I was there, yeah, somebody told crazy. me, what if they put a roller coaster through the floating mountain? I was like, 
That'd be cool. Guys, I, well, I don't. It'd be a little much. It kind of ruined. It ruined. It, it's true. It's true. I do like. How, also, I, I love the second ride. We just like we used to like go on a little boat and like are in the water, just looking at nature. Yeah, and it's awesome. awesome. And they, they literally made a ride just to show you a really just cool to show robot. you the coolest <laughs> animatronic of all time. That cool. That animatronic is next level. So I'll criticize the last thing I really have to say about this movie. Yeah, it gets a little base. Gets a little slow at times. I think. The fact that it all uses a lot of exposition. I am monologuing what's happening with my yeah. video logs, but at least they make it a creative li- way. I, it's two thousand. It was two thousand nine. I yeah. can live with it. I can live with it too. And again, the final action set piece is so incredible. Like, it's okay. Like the 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 peaks p- make up so much for the valleys in this. Which is which I yeah. don't even which care is about peak the blockbuster, isn't yeah. it? Like that's peak blockbuster film is that the peaks yeah. make up for the questions. Which like for this one, for example, there's no consistency with the air on Pandora, like in the whole movie. Which what I mean by that is, yeah, Quartz is like Tr- Trudy just is routinely flying her helicopter thing, and sometimes she has a mask on, and sometimes she doesn't. Well, I, only, yeah, they have on, the cockpit closed. Yeah, yeah, the cockpit's closed, but when the window's busted, she has a mask on. Yeah. Well, no, but l- later on, the window does get busted because she gets shot at at the very. Well, yeah, she but put then on then a mask. she dies. No, she, but she's about to die. No, but she holds her breath. Quartz um, no, 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 holds no. his breath because when they when they escape, the window ain't busted, but then the window is is not busted, and then and then at the end there. With Quartz's thing, they get shot at, and the glass visibly breaks, and nobody's like, "Guys, put on a mask." And that's like for they another. They do Tim- put on the mask, though. No, that makes them. Put no, on the that's mask. later when he blows up the when he uses the grenade to blow a hole in the side of it. Ah, mm. uh, whatever. Look again. It's it, the, the, I didn't know the peak is greater than the valley. Yeah, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. The peaks are so high that like. Who cares? Also, Quartz in this movie might be one of my favorite characters ever, including when he <laughs> when he has when, he, when he's on fire and he gets in the mech and he's like, "What is this?" So when the man just goes outside and says, "Put on mast," and opens the door just to start shooting, he is so cartoonishly crazy. I, I love it. I love I love the whole thing with the scar too. He's like. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like, I, I thought about making myself pretty again, but I think I kind of like it. And then, like, the fact that when – I love how, like, they do the, the, the Palpatine thing from Revenge – remember when in Revenge of the Sith they have to CGI uh, Palpatine doing the lightsaber fights? They just have yeah. – uh, I can't remember the guy's name who plays him just doing, like, uh, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, but in yeah. this one, with Quartz in the mech suit, they clearly clip back to him and just go, ah, like, <laughs> like two seconds. <laughs> ah! No, 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 no. So funny. Steven, you got to do that again for me. Just a little more ah in that one. And, like, he just, like, like, like Jake's like, I got him, his glass broke, and then he just pops that thing on, puts on a mask, and is like, stupid. Why are they so I was thinking, like, when, so that second when he popped it off and put the mask on, just, like, charge him right then. Just, I'm just saying. Shoot him. With he, well, he didn't have a bonus. But he, was, oh, he man. just had the knife. Oh, Wait, didn't man. she shoot him with an arrow that they said earlier in the movie had a neurotoxin that would kill you in a minute? Yes. Yeah, and he dies in like I mean, yeah. no, he has to get stabbed first. No, he doesn't. No. No, no, no. He, no, he, he gets, gets two shot arrows, twice bro. and then he falls over. He falls uh, over. He, he gets over. No, he almost gets stabbed because then the knife yeah, goes gets right him there. Right beside and then him. the knife like, grabs it. And he's, huge. He's like, I'm going to get you. It's crazy how much bigger the Navi are. So I love that. I, really I, like. I remember, watching, was so funny I remember watch. watching the movie and seeing Jake use it when he was in the Avatar. I'm like, that looks kind of tiny. And then Quartz, we yes. it's like this big. Yeah. It's crazy. They're like, how tall are they? Like 14 feet No, they're nine feet with carbon fiber bones, which I love that little like carbon Fiber. Yeah, <laughs> so goofy. Unobtainium bones. <laughs> hey, man, I don't care. Also, Hallelujah Mountains might be one of the worst names ever. You got floating mountains and you think, uh, scientists think, Hallelujah! I bet like a Marine found that and was like, Hallelujah! <laughs> we found these mountains! <laughs> anyway, Avatar... It's stupid enough that I believe a human came up with but it. But it's a great movie, so who cares? Avatar, let's give it the rating, oh, guys. You know what would okay, you know have been actually really cool? If they had done like a... Like a like a Yucatan thing, where like Yucatan means like I don't know what you're saying. Wait, really? Yeah, 
I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Because, like, the, the conquistadors came over and they're like, Yuka Dan, which means, like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> oh, that's good. So I they like named it. But so, like, what if it was named, like, Naviwa or whatever, something in Navi, and it just means, like, what are you saying? That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> they're like, oh, that'd be a funny little bit. It sounds like Hallelujah. Nah, man, I don't know about that yeah, one. But anyway, I think we got to rate this movie because we got to move on to the next one because we got quite a bit to discuss here. What do we rate it, guys? Adrian, you're first. What do we, what's the rating scale? From 10, 0 to 10. Um, I'm going to go like an 8.5. I'll go 8. I'll go eight as well, man. I, like I thought it was gonna be lower, and then I watched, it and I was like, I gotta say, I didn't good. hate Sam Worthington as much as a lot of people said. Like, obviously, he wasn't the best, he's but not, like, he's just not so good to me. I just kind of maybe maybe it's because I had watched the second one. He's a lot better in the second one. He is a lot better. You know, the, the, my only problem with the second one is not enough Zoe Saldana. Mm. Truth, and we'll okay, certainly we'll certainly get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get but that. I also want to give a shout out for just the world building, like the biology of it all. How they came up with a whole language, and in the second one, they come up with a sign language for the for the water people, uh, which yeah. is really cool. And yeah. they should I just tell it now? Uh, well, wait one second. I want to okay. I want to say one thing that relates to that Avatar. I think has been shown in like over a hundred different languages because. Can't, <laughs> Cameron is one of the. I think that's setting a new record for how many different languages this film has been dubbed in, which is also just. Thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. Find ways to show your movies to more people. Yeah. Awesome. By all means, I, th- I think it, I think it's a great step. And I think that's just that's the thing with with these movies. And I think it's what makes it what I think when Ant Man comes out, it'll really give people a greater appreciation for the recent one. Is that it? Just feels like they care. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, can we say it no, feels they, like they care? No, they don't. Like uh, people James are Cameron tr- cares about because this is like his this is his like his project. He, ca- he he wrote he, he came up with it about this in 1995 and he got the trademark there. I mean, I just think it just feels like they care enough about it that just makes you want to like Top Gun was the same. It's Tom like Cruise the, is crazy, but he cares like about classic his movie. blockbusters. Exactly, yeah. a lot yeah. a lot of the same vein. So like, Avatar two, you you were saying Davis with all of that. So they have a sign language. The the water people. What are the what are the water people called? Do we know? Oh, uh, it starts with an M. Met, metkai, metkai, yeah, yeah, metkai, yeah, yeah, metkai, yeah. So and they, so because since they underwater, you can't talk underwater, obviously. Yeah, you can't. You can't really hear that well. So the, <laughs> so they they made a, like a sign language for them, and they brought like actual sign language experts, from what I understand, and they made it so that like it does not resemble American sign language at all. So it's like completely unique. Really? Yeah, like wow. it's one hundred percent unique. Thumbs and you up can, I mean, you can, I'm pretty sure you can probably learn it and stuff. Same with Navi. You can learn Navi because it's a real language they made. Yeah, they have like entire w- it's books. It's, it, the details to it is really insane. So back to this cast and crew. Sam Worthington back, obviously. Zoe Zaldana back. Sigourney Weaver as a 13-year-old named Kiri. Back. <laughs> and she is the daughter of Grace Augustine's Navi avatar. Weaver originally appeared in the first film. And although both Weaver and Cameron confirmed she would return in the sequels, she stayed in... 2014 that she would not play the same character like most of the cast she learned free diving for the film and film scenes underwater and Stephen Lang back as Quaritch Cameron's kind of sort of Steve uh, Cameron stated in 2010 that Lang would return in the first sequel stating that quote I'm not going to say exactly how we're bringing him back but it's a science fiction story after all his character will evolve into really unexpected places across the arc of our new Three film yeah, I didn't saga. expect it to happen. He later stated that Quaritch would act as the main antagonist once again in all four sequels. What? Yeah, we're yeah we're getting there. I just don't that, enjoy that. I don't like that. Like let's bring- like I'm fine with him coming. The second one I was like that's kind of cool. That's, that's a fun little thing. But all four? Yeah, I don't think he has that. He's not like he's not like Darth Vader. You know I, I think I 
Well, so okay, maybe he'll so rethink it. In theory, no, right? They've, they've written them and filmed them. The, cha- the chance, the, the chance one. is Cameron goes with the Darth Vader approach and introduces some bigger, badder emperor. I say in quotes, oh. villain from like, like the thing company is, comes. When down, is the president like, of Earth going to pull up and just start blasting? Well, I'm like, just saying, like something crazy going to happen. Like the company comes down again, just like in yeah. Aliens or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know exactly. Also, Kate Winslet as Ronal, a free diver yeah, of the yeah. Medicaina. She's really good. And a little controversy there with her being a... I thought she was in Titanic. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, Kate Winslet is in But Titanic. she said she wouldn't work with him again. Well, then... Uh, but then Jim the, was the like, cheddar, hey, I'll the give you a lot of money. <laughs> Winslet called Ronal a pivotal character in the ongoing story, but also relatively small comparative to the lengthy shoots, and shooting all of her scenes only took one month. It marks her first time working for performance capture and motion capture altogether. She, like most of the cast, also had to learn freediving for the film. While filming an underwater scene, she held her breath for over seven minutes. Oh, wow. Eat that, Tom Cruise. How long can, you, new, hold, how long uh, can you all hold Joel's breath? Uh, probably like 15 seconds. Literally, it's terrible. I can get three minutes. However, that seven minutes was a new record for filming. Apparently. I'm pretty sure so. she beat Tom Cruise. Like He said it on Ghost Protocol. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because he hit that underwater scene. That's right. What a I good movie I, that is. I'm going to train so I can beat it. Yeah, but then you have to film a blockbuster movie. Yeah, exactly. You got, you got to work with James Cameron. Hey, that sounds good to <laughs> Bro, you might, get, you might get poisoned. You don't know. Cliff Curtis as Tonawati, <laughs> the chief of the Medicaid. He was pretty good. Joel David Moore back as Norm. CCH Pounder back as Moat very briefly. Edie Falco as General Francis Ardmore. <laughs> Did you who, see what Edie Falco said in interviews? She thought the movie just disappeared into obscurity. <laughs> like, I thought the movie flopped. I thought it came out. Because <laughs> she filmed her live action stuff years ago, basically. Well, that's really funny. Uh, Brendan Cowell as Captain Mick Scoresby. He was just... Painfully Australian. Yeah. Um, Jermaine, Jermaine Clement as Dr. Oh, Ian Garvin, the creator of What We Do in the Shadows TV series. That's pretty cool. I like him a lot. He was the guy, the doctor, that was doing he was. the whales. He was. Jamie Flatters as Nateum, Britton Dalton as Loak, Trinity Jolie Bliss as Took, mm-hmm. and then Jack Champion plays Miles Quartz, Spider the Teenage Son of Quartz, born in Hell's Gate, the human base on Pandora in the first film. Bailey Bass as Rhea, a graceful and strong freediver, and then... Philip Gelho as Anung. Anyway, that, and then honestly, Giovanni Ribsy returns for a brief moment there. Written by or directed by James Cameron, written by Cameron along with Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. Russell Carpenter handled the cinematography this time around, and it's pretty good. So Carpenter kind of had a strange career. He won the Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Actually, not a strange career at all. Actually, that's, that's, a, that's no, that's <laughs> a good one. That's the yeah, next. There you go. <laughs> sorry, that's the next guy. Sorry. Um, he actually worked with Cameron and won Best Cinematography for Titanic. Also, much of his work has been in blockbuster films, including Hard Target, Target, True Lies, Charlie's Angels, and the Charlie Angels Full Throttle. Also, Ant Man, 2015 mm. edition, and then oh. XXX: The Return of Xander Cage. He also <laughs> he did receive though the American Society of Cinematographers Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018, probably for his work on Xander Cage. That's true. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, yeah. that's a Clearly. great movie. And then the music. A little different by Simon Franklin. Now, for those who do not know, James Horner tragically passed away in a plane crash in 2015. My goodness. So what? Horner, a common um, worker with James Cameron, they had done Titanic and Avatar specifically. Now, Franklin, originally in more popular music, he moved into film music when he was introduced to the composer John Barry late in the production of the score for Dances with Wolves and hmm. collaborated on the soundtrack album. He continued to work with Barry for a number of years, including on Chaplin, other long-time collaborations were with film composers Alan Silvestri, James Horner, and Howard Shore, for whom he created the trademark dystopian electronica for Seven by oh, David wow. Fincher. This guy, very storied Ooh. career. 
1997, he worked for the first time with Horner on the score for Titanic, for which he won a Grammy Award as the producer of My Heart Will Go On. He reconnected with Horner for Avatar, spending almost 11 months working on the score. He acted as electronic music arranger and also co-wrote and co-produced the Golden Globe and Grammy-nominated theme song. Horner and Franklin continued to work closely together from 2009 on films such as The Amazing Spider-Man. Franklin initially acting as the arranger and then moving to score producer. He then eventually finished... Horner's last score, which was The Magnificent Seven, Horner died in the middle of producing it, and Franklin continued it, and then obviously was the choice to continue the score for Avatar, Way of the Water. So a lot lot of background there. And the movie came out 2022, eight years after its original planned release date, two years after what seemed like a solid release date until COVID pushed it back two years. Three hours and 12 minutes, but is it worth that runtime? We'll certainly discuss that. And on a colossal budget of $350 million to $460 million, it is very profitable at $1.928 billion. The 11th biggest opening of all time, the third largest in the COVID-19 pandemic, and the second highest global opening weekend ever for a film released in IMAX cinema. Already the sixth highest grossing film of all time, and it's been out for a month. So that's Avatar 2, Wave the Water. And this is the most insane thing. In its third weekend, it, it had an increase of 6%. Something I, I've never seen before in box office history. A movie increasing on its third week. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Movies drop and they keep dropping. Well, it's probably because you people forgot how long it was, but the third week, I'm like, I'll go watch that again. <laughs> I'll go you know see what I'm it saying? again. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's ne- that really has like never in the history of blockbusters. That's not, that's not a thing. Even Endgame dropped and dropped and dropped. It didn't pick back up, which people attributed the Christmas weekend, but even on its second weekend, its drop was only in the 40% mark. Just insane. How does does James Cameron do it? I don't know, man. I do not know. This movie, guys, Avatar, Way of the Water, we've all seen it by now. What do we think? What do we say about the sequel that's 13 years in the making? So after I saw it, like I walked out of the theater, I was like, that was really good. And then like the next few weeks after, I was like, I was like, that was fine. Like Mm. it kind of, but after watching Avatar yesterday... You I think, might, you think, I think get I'm going to get back to a really good. Cameron gets you yeah. hype, man. He get, he get, he knows like, I, how to get emotions going. But the first like hour and a half, I was like, oh, it was like dragon. I was like, I don't really care about any of these characters because I had I, like three minutes flying across the sea. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't Ugh. I didn't rewatch the first Avatar before, which I th- I think if I did, I might have been a little more invested for the first half. But then, like, at some point halfway through, maybe when the whale started showing up. When he befriends the outcast whale? I think I started to get into it. I was like, okay, this is then, cool. And then he does a hour-long final action set piece that is, is just... That guy, like, I was all in for that. The dude is the best action director great. in Hollywood, man. Yeah, he was... That, that last action scene with, in the water. And the thing that's incredible about it is, like, they're doing all these, this stuff in the water, and they'll get out, and the lighting is different on them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so... I think the craziest thing for me is that Spider, like, the kid... Is with is Bro. in these CG shots and looks and you don't perfect. notice. Yeah, there's nothing to see. Yeah, like he's oh there. Like gosh. he's just chilling. It's unbelievable. So Cameron actually said this about that runtime that you talked about, Davis. He stated, "I don't want anybody whining about length when they sit and binge watch for eight hours. I watch my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and pee. I peed four times during this movie. I don't really know what's going on, man." Once. I didn't at all. Oh, there you go, Adrian. Well, this see, was, you're, this you're was commi- long you're enough committed. I had to. You're committed. Well, I got an icy, so I wasn't like. Ah, there you go. Mm. You know, I didn't try, not, I didn't not, not real, not real liquid. When I go obviously. alone, I usually don't get anything. Mm. Yeah. I, I was. Just, good. Like, I, I probably looked really weird. I was just sitting there, just sitting there enjoying it, man. Oh, he's <laughs> not not in the. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> I mean, I think Davis. You said Adrian. You can certainly expand upon if you if you'd like. I mean, the, the 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 problem or not the problem. The 
best part about it is that it had 13 years to hype it up, and the visual effects look as good as they could ever look. There's no, <laughs> I was there's like, no bad shot. They're real. They are real. <laughs> the I water was them. the craziest part. I was me. like, they're out there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd fly. Uh, I'd fly five five years, nine months, and twenty two days. To, to, I would live on Pandora. I mean, yeah. it's like a cool place. I would want to. I want to be a blue person. Yeah, it's, it's so dope. Whatever they like, what are they doing other than just being like one with nature? That is so cool. It looked so good. I mean, the the thing is, most movies rarely have ever progressed forward. I mean, we've seen MCU as a backward step in CGI with every movie almost. Avatar, because James Cameron, they worked on this since 2017. Yeah, exactly. The principal photography started in 2017. They had five years to get it right. They and said they've already filmed some of three and four. Yeah, yeah. They, they filmed three concurrently. Yeah, and, exactly. And they filmed most of the child scenes for the next two because they didn't want them to age up. Oh, big brain maneuver. That, that that's great, actually. I think that's a very that's very smart. intelligent move there. Yeah, but you remember that? Have you seen that photo of like the kid actors like get together to film the the movie, and it's like them, and they're all really short, and then it's them at the premiere, and they're. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> Some of them have like mustaches. You're like, what the heck is going on, man? <laughs> kids got shoulders now. The kids just like have like broad shoulders. They're giant. Hey, it's crazy. Haircuts. I couldn't match up who was who. Yeah, was that. Like, I that do guy. wish they had spent a little more time helping you differentiate between the Sully children because it did get kind of confusing. Loak and the other one, Natayim. Loak's going to be the new narrator. Yeah, from really? now on in like Avatar three or four, he's going to be replacing Sully oh. as the narrator. Can we talk That's about cool. how like Jake is a terrible father? Yeah, he's not. He's the, best. the worst. I, okay, I'll say this: I do appreciate this film taking what I think is the next logical step because one of the great tropes in history is you get this first movie and you make this just absolute warrior character, complete like war machine that will just do anything to win, and then you give him a family and see how he adapts to it. He's supposed to be a bad father. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, I think he he finally sees the error of his ways. He has to. He has to. His child dies. Yeah, but I I think... I think that's the point, is that it, it... And it gives us an actual character study of what happens when you have a complete war machine with... People that he really cares about. That's why he Kinda runs. Like God of War. Yeah, it's it's the it's the same principal idea, and it's one of my favorite, honestly, ideas that I wish was told like in you, more you, stories. You're scaring away your kids by trying to protect them, like because you you want you want to summon the warrior again, and Natiri summons it one night. Oh my! The final. So one of my favorite things. I keep saying this about so many things is when. <laughs> It's amazing. Movie, it, it is really good. It movie. is it's really it, good. It, the thing, the peaks are better than the valleys every time. Yeah. So one of my favorite things in in media itself, books, movies, TV shows, is when characters really live up to their name. If that makes any sense, right? Like superhero movies haven't really done a great job of it. Batman movies have probably done the best job of like yeah. making people think, "Oh my god, this dude the is Batman crazy." Is so yeah. like this, when Jake and Natiri just went ham on the ship as it was sinking and just tore through people, I was like. Oh, oh wow. my God! They they are like I mean, super. Obviously, they're superhuman. But if I was a big if I was a big boo big boo parent, you know, I'd, I'd be, doing be a good thing. parent. I mean, if I was big and blue and strong, and big, there was a bunch of like humans on there, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like, mess it up. I'm gonna go mess these people up. Nah, man, I'd be a good Terry would like you just so zip tied my that, kid to a action. Also, was even more hard hitting. Like the, when when people were getting hit with the arrows and they were just like flying back. I, I, yeah, I was, I was jumping just in my at, seat, man. Have you ever seen how powerful, like, just like a longbow, a human longbow is? Like the Mongolian. Yes. yes. Imagine one that's like <laughs> ten feet tall. <laughs> that, that, and the, the arrows are huge. That was my favorite thing. Was like the opening scene where um, Spider goes and sees his like dead yeah. dad, and the arrow is just like <laughs> humongous. Yes. I was like, um, they had to be five feet long or something. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, no I would, doubt about it. I would it. like to hear the math behind that. Like, 
how hard is that hitting you? So, like well, you, also the gravity is lower there, so I don't know. Like true, that. so that does affect. And it's 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 an unspecified amount of lower gravity. I'll I'll, I'll shoot a text to Neil deGrasse Tyson about this or something. I mean, it's just Tweet like the him. action Seppies had me like I, I just couldn't time. believe he didn't, he didn't it. Didn't reply. I couldn't believe it. This time. And it just looks so good. And again, I'll say this last thing about Jake. Criticism of his father, I think he's one of the better warrior protagonists in this film, at least, especially when Quartz is like, I'll kill your whole family, I'll never stop. And most he's characters, like, most characters are like, okay, we'll save for the next movie. And Jake's like, let's just get it done, bro. And he oh. gra- I was about to Marie- start clapping, Hoorah! man. Hoorah! I was about to stand up. I was like, let's go. Jake, and I, dude, I was convinced Jake or Natiri was going to die. I was ready for it. I was like, next let's movie, do it. I bet. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think, I think, if, I think. If Loak's taken over, Jake's dying. Jake's getting got. I don't really want Maybe both to take of them. Over. I like them both so much, though. And Zoe Saldana's a tr- you can't get rid of Zoe like Saldana. Though. I feel, yeah, yeah, I feel like if you're gonna get rid of one of them, you're probably gonna stick with Sully because he's like your grounded human, former human protagonist that the people know. So I feel like maybe yeah. Natiri would be the one they kill. Because then, then, will be. then Natiri will go back to her like crazy. Where she okay? So that reminds me. Do we think she actually was gonna kill Spider or? Uh, oh, dude. That was that was crazy. She was gonna kill that kid if it meant her kids. But then Spider stuck with him, so. Yeah. He, but he but then he also Quaritch. saved Quaritch. <sighs> Let's talk about that, why don't we, right? Because that's I probably the biggest issue. I didn't like that. I didn't like but it I mean, at all. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't know all. that I didn't like it from a writing standpoint. I didn't like it from like, oh, way to go, Spider. Yeah, I, I agree with Adrian. But I think that like writing, like it's it's interesting because like, you're, you're bringing in this I, yeah, conflict. Yeah, it is, it is an kid. interesting – like if you were in that situation, you're definitely going to be conflicted. Even though yeah. he isn't technically your dad, that's like – it's your dad. Yeah, but, I, but if but if my technically dad tried to kill my not technically but like for real my brother and sisters, yeah. I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah. If yeah, but I said my technical dad is trying to commit genocide against an entire race of people that has basically become my family. I don't know if I'd let him drown. If I were inspired, like I'm, I don't know. I can't, I can't say because I, I don't know. I'll say this: I think outside ever, of Spider saving Quaritch, I hate that they saved Quaritch. Period. I don't think he's that five film protagonist. I, man. I don't think he's no. him. Like no. I think he was great in the first one. I would rather he the was next really one good be in the like second one. Tribal war. Yeah, like like what happens when you finally find a Navi that's like crazy? Because they've all been, I mean, they've been you know tribal about, and. But what happens when? When don't they abduct some Navi? What happened when it's like Genghis Khan of the Navi or some crazy? Like I'm just saying, yeah, what happens? I, or they could take like, I think the whole point of these movies is going to be like, like the ecological humanity's uh, bad. Yeah, and like let's not destroy our planet, let's preserve culture. And so it's like that's an interesting point, but like, you know, we could do with like a little a break from the humans. I mean, it would be interesting to see like they abduct like the actual real Navis and take them back to Earth and then raise them and then bring them back and then they're like they're bad people. Mm. Like they co- that would be cool. But like, you know, I, I just want to see like some Navi be bad. Like I don't like the human. Like I guess like Quaritch coming back as a Navi was cool. But like, but it's also, an avatar. It's an avatar. Like whatever. I so Cameron, Cameron has said he's going to go to Earth and explore that a bit. Hmm. The details of which, of course, up in the air because he didn't even know if these movies were going to continue because he actually had it set up to where he could have made it the third one, the final film. But now he's going to extend it further. I just don't like keeping Quaritch. I don't think he's that good of an antagonist. No, he's not that interesting. It's like his his. His his motivation is just angry. Yeah, he's just he's just he's just Hitler. Yeah, like he's, he's just he, like, like he just wants to commit e- an ethnic cleansing. That's kind of his like. There maybe I don't know that that's what the, it is. It's like well, I mean, in the, in the first one, he is yeah, he, he wanted to destroy their he, tree. And he all thinks that. they're savages that need to be, they need to leave a tree because they're a bunch of crazy I don't people. Get that? Like, I think if that's the point though, because it's it's supposed to parallel how Americans yes. treated Native Americans the whole time. Because you you say it's I don't not get just it. Americans yeah. in any colonization. Yeah. These these movies are especially Americans. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not giving them any slack because they yeah. were absolutely atrocious to the Native Americans, but. 
the French were terrible to the or the Belgians were terrible to the Congo, the Congo, the, the 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 people of the Congo and all that. Just it, just in general, if you go, but I feel like if you have a story which is just uh, the theme is colonization, yeah, you kind of like quarch a character like that. I feel like you kind of need them. You do, but I, I, I'm hoping they introduce somebody else. I'm talking an Emperor-style character. Like you said, Darth Vader. Obviously, the dude's not Darth Vader. He's never going to be Darth But, you know, like, yeah. find somebody else. Find – so, just see, like, first just, one has the Weasley corporate guy. What about, like, the I, – I don't know what you do, right? Because Quartz is already – Checking a lot of those boxes. A lot, I don't want them to send like another bigger, badder military. Yeah. Dude. you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think I, maybe you could have like you got the next movie be like, ooh, where like the Navi are fighting each other or something. So and then they have to join together to fight the Sky people. What about what about a Navi guy that switches sides? Like that's an interesting kind of. Just don't there. see that happening. But, yeah, I, like unless they were brought to Earth, like like Adrian was saying. Yeah. Yeah. But or, I will say, Adrian. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Dennis. No, you got it. Adrian, your question about like I don't really get Quartz motivation. I think is the whole point because I think Cameron's trying to start that conversation. Where we're like, why are they so obsessed with getting those raw materials? It just uh, doesn't make sense. I hope it's, they don't give like another like MacGuffin material for the like next the whale movie. thing. Yeah, where <laughs> that was a little we found odd. this special tree bark. You know, it's like <laughs> oh my god, the I grass can... in this one special <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah. It could just be pure Lyme disease. It's, 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 it's just him like exploring different biomes. <laughs> it's like Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. We've done the forest. We've done the ocean. It's the <sighs> He's plane. going to the fire, the fire people The next. fire people, man. Watch oh. out. The desert is next, I guess. It could be. I, there's water, forest, uh, I guess like lava people live in like hot, they, uh, maybe desert if you want to put it as desert. desert. Or they, probably a volcano. Oh, yeah. Like, they live in like the base of a volcano. That'd be, that'd be cool. That actually would be pretty cool. Like, it, like, cool. like a Hawaiian, had, like Polynesian oh, culture. Oh, actually, this one was this one. Well, yeah. this one, this one. So you, you could use just like a Hawaiian islands culture I, with yeah. like the, the volcanic, vo- volcanic. Yeah. I, I think that'd be very interesting. I think it is. What other a lot ones of concepts. are there? I mean, a snow, the seed bearer. Ooh, I, a, a snow, snow, a snow tribe. Would like be they actually cool. wear clothes, they'd have to. Oh yeah, That'd be interesting. Like would be fur cool. pelts, or maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they would just have thicker they... skin. Oh yeah, they have carbon fiber skin because that they had those big yeah, weird they, arms. I did, I did like the evolutionary differences that you saw. I was, was a big cool. fan of those details. I was. Details, I love like, all the small like biological details like that. Okay, so, so I was rewatching the first one and I did notice that they had different stripes on them depending on where they were from. Oh yeah, because they get oh, the other because they, they get all the other basically forest tribes the clans, from the hills. The, yeah, the clans. That's what that's what they call mountain them, people. Yeah, Could they, be one. they are the mountain people. Oh, so there's no snow people then. I, feel I like guess the snow not. People would live in the you know, if there was snow, I feel like they would be on the top of those floating mountains. You're right. Well, I there mean, there has to be well, yeah, snow. If, there, if, there, if there's, there's no if there's way ma- if there's water, there's snow. If there's floating that's mountains. Not true. If there's floating mountains on the equator, they're gonna have snow. Maybe it gets cold somewhere, but maybe it doesn't. Like if it's a if it's a if it's a really temperate. It is really tropical. It's not snowing in the in the Amazon, so true. It could happen. I'd see it. It'd be cool. But fire. What else? What else is he gonna do? Like, I think that he'll just introduce another tribe. And but like, what is he gonna do after okay. that one? Okay, I'll, I'll counter with this just this once. I'm only gonna say this once. Um, we all said this after the first Avatar, and James Cameron proved us wrong. Oh no, he did. The James Cameron, don't <laughs> bet against the next? guy. Yeah. Like. Every time you say it, he does something that is just... He's it. listening to this podcast. Like, every, every time he's like, oh, it looks like a video game. Okay, well, now I'm going to blend Spider with a bunch of CG characters, and you're not going to think a thing of it. Yeah, that was Like, imagine, imagine if you were just playing God of War, and then I was just there. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's just, just strolling around in God of you're War. Like, oh, my God, it's Davis. <laughs> oh, my God. So I have a couple issues, though, with this movie, I will say. Um, I hate to get on the critical side. One, I thought it was really weird that Natiri didn't have like a goodbye scene with her mother mm-hmm. when they left. I thought the goodbye was a lo- like later, mom. That could have been cut. It's I a feel th- like that, that it shouldn't was... have been though. I think that I think 
with Dude, a movie, it was three hours and okay, ten minutes. Yes, yeah. yes, but with with a movie that has a two minute flying scene to the tropics, like that's true. I think a movie that's so technically brilliant, you need to hit your emotional beats, and I think the first film did it better than this one does yeah. in the first half. Later on, they hit them at really. Gr- they make you care about a whale, man. Yeah, which Those whales I, are smart. I, I did. Okay? I did like the 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 commentary on whaling. Well, that, but also just like the relationship that they had with the, it was really cool. It's great. I, I they were really like all of like the anthropology, the anthropology they were like stuff. Composers they did. and stuff. So cool. It was weird, but it I was like, that's so awesome. But, but it's it, the thing is, it's weird, but you appreciate the creativity just, of it, I don't you? I just love like yeah. the the world. Like Tolkien did the same kind of world building. Yeah. But, like I just love that they're taking Tolkien so much like good. No, anthropology, <laughs> like cultural things, like biology. It's just so cool. I love it. Jake like, I love could watching, take a note. Like I love watching videos about like. Anthropology and archaeology and stuff. I saw a tweet of you a few days ago that was like J.R.R. Tolkien with these incredibly in-depth ways to make things allegories for Jewish people. Uh, J.K. Rowling like, um, you're gonna have a big nose and your name is Goldstein. <laughs> Bro, get out of here, man. J- take some notes from James Cameron, dude. Take, take some notes on just morality itself. <laughs> oh my lord, man, get out of here with this nonsense. But I really think that was kind of one issue, and I also think that it's a lot. It's too much setup. It's setting up That's the his, thing with Grace's daughter, setting up the thing with Spider. It's a lot okay, of Grace's setup. daughter is Space Jesus. Okay, crazy. Right? Yeah, what was the deal with that? Immaculate like, conception, bro. Immaculately conce- okay, she's immaculate conception, and they were like, she just showed up one day, and I was like, and then I was rewatching this one. I was like, did the planet download Grace's consciousness? It had and to be. Put it well, yeah. in this small. That's the AWA transfer, avatar, probably. Because yeah. I Weird. honestly, oh, okay. because it failed. But oh. I don't think it failed. I, I think, think but yeah, it didn't fail. There. She put, she's her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grace probably had them. Maybe there's some like conversation with Awa. I don't. Maybe what? we'll get into that because Sigourney Weaver is going to keep coming back, so they can keep using. And so we're gonna we're gonna Grace. investigate the, the the mystery with her mother. Too. Yeah, like and mm-hmm. I again, I love how again they try and explain everything scientifically. Like, oh, she has epilepsy. No, she doesn't. She's hooked up to the hard drive and stuff was going crazy. Yeah, she had epilepsy. Awa just sent her into a. Crazy yeah, bro. Spin. What are they? What have, did they not learn? Has Jake not learned? <laughs> Don't listen to Norm. He's like, well, her brain activity. Like, no, dog. She's with a magic tree. Like, <laughs> did, did they not see when all the creatures pulled up, man, at the very end <laughs> like, of the like, first movie? You don't remember when the sharks A-Y, were on land? Like, A-Y is, is God, bro. Is Jake still like skeptical of it? Because no. I think it was because Norm said it, and he trusts Norm. He's like, Norm. Oh, I trust Norm. And, and you know, it's it's a parent. You're always looking for an he's answer. A trustworthy guy. He's, he's you're always <laughs> looking for an answer, though, when you're yeah. a parent. I get it. That, that's Jake freaking out. Well, he's also a human. He's like, I should call a doctor. He's not <laughs> like, let me go talk like to the village shaman. You just you know? never really see Jake. Like, Natiri's obviously religious because she's from there. But, like, if God walked in this room right now <laughs> and performed a miracle, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But Jake's uh, just like, still Jake, man. Jake's like, like, no doubts anymore. We just, you, like, you. You Water talked was turned to, to God, Awa, the tree, like you... You've seen her. You like went through she the performed a-, a miracle with all the animals coming to save you. Not to mention, he had to go through the eye of Awa to get back into his blue body. Yes. Exactly, and then man. he was just like, he's just like, dude, something's up with I'm this still girl. Ska- I'm still skeptical. I'm agnostic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? J- Jake's got some ideas. Um, I also think, again, I think, like, the whole idea of the whale blood was a little, like, 
Yeah. It stops you aging. Okay, guys, come on. I, I hope they don't keep doing MacGuffins like that. I, I, I think yeah, that kind the of fire people have a coal that burns forever or some yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> this sand makes really powerful glass. Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> Bulletproof glass. <laughs> they, they, yeah, the fire people have some perfectly renewable fuel they get from the bottom of the volcano. I'm just oh saying. It happened. It happened. Lava that never cools Cameron's off. Cameron's oven. Yeah. That burns with the power of the sun. I will answer. Let, let's talk about one last Christmas I heard from Logan. Notorious hater of the Avatar film. He was like, dude, he, he, he said he gave it a six. He was like, it was okay. And I was like, he was just like, it was just so long. <laughs> he also said his one issue was at the beginning, Jake and them are kind of winning the guerrilla warfare. So like, why are they running? But I think the whole point is that they're only having to fight in guerrilla warfare. You can't, you can't win guerrilla warfare. That's forever. the point. Yeah. You just, you yeah. just are fighting it inevitably. Like if you look or, at the history of guerrilla warfare. You it's, can't do that forever. It's, you, it's very unsustainable. Like, isn't the whole point of Gorilla to almost force the opponent to abdicate? Basically, like, just, well, hey, the, force the, them the, into- I, the idea is, like, you want them, you get them to retreat because yeah. they can't handle it. But, like, they just come back in force. You're done. Yeah. Like, they, they barely survived it's, when two gunships well, like, pulled up. Like, in Vietnam, there was Gorilla, the, the Viet Cong did Viet right. War. You could say they won, which, like, I'd, I'd also agree that they kind of won, but, like, so many casualties yeah. both sides. Yeah. It, it was just a war of attrition. Absolutely. Guerrilla warfare is only effective to a point. Absolutely, I would agree with that. Yeah. So like, you can't do that forever. Like, obviously, they were just gonna pop in with more ships if they were going down. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would take them. Like, but the avatars don't have like anti-air artillery. Yeah, like, like yeah, you, they, they had some rocket launch, but those are finite compared to the ones that the yeah. military's just like you keep doing guerrilla warfare and they just come back and burn your force to the ground. Yeah, like that's like, true. I mean, like America did. Sure, like Vietnam. If, if they really if they really didn't care about Pandora, they could just nuke it. Yeah. If they really wanted to, bl- like, no, do they need all the special whale juice? All the, spe- ah, the leaves that can like, cure blind. Amen. Anyway, what do we want to give this movie a rating? Because we do have to move on and wrap up this show. Eight point five. Uh, I think an eight. I don't think I don't like it as much as the first one. I, I kind of liked it more. I don't know. I'll give it an eight, and then it could change. I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I think it looks better. I, it I looks like so I like some better. things compared to the original, but I think the story is not as. It's just a little huh compared to the original. But now that wraps up our Avatar segments. However, what is coming next? He. Although the two sequels have been reportedly greenlit, Cameron stated in 2017, let's face it, if Avatar 2 and 3 don't make enough money, there's not going to be in 4 and 5. Well, Avatar 2 made a lot of money, and he has since said, it looks like with the momentum that the film has now that we'll easily pass our break even in the next few days. So it looks like I can't wiggle out of this. I'm going to have to do these other sequels. He's kind of funny, man. I'm not going to lie. I know what I'm going to be doing for the next six or seven years. It was also confirmed that Brendan Cowell will reprise his role as Captain Mick Scorby. Oh, my God. What about when his arm got... Oh, that I was thought so he died. Arm got no, apparently because he like, got stuck in the cable. The that arm was flew crazy. off. People out there were like, "Ooh, yeah!" He apparently he's coming back. What? I uh, remember when that happened. I was like, "What?" Like no. in the theater, I was like, "No!" Everyone was like, "No!" He's gonna have like way. a robot arm now. I bet. Exactly. Well, they're gonna have a special tree that makes great. Prosthetics. Oh, that's true. Also, yeah. Paya Khan, <laughs> the Tolkien who befriended Loic, will be returning in some form. Oh, okay. <laughs> the okay. whale. So now, guys, we got a Ministry of Truth of the MCU moment. It's our biggest, our best, our baddest, and it's about Jeffrey Dahmer again. Oh, what? You Prepare know that yourself. guy? Oh, is this uh, trivia for uh, next week? No, no, no. 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 Ministry this of Truth. Like, this is where we basically yell about something yeah. we're angry about oh, okay, on okay, media. So you can add to this. I, I've, this, is a, this is a big point, and then I think I'm just going to do the one this week, and we'll talk about other ones next week. So obviously something we did not bring up last week from the Golden Globes was Evan Peters winning up for playing Jeffrey Dahmer in Monster. He won Best Actor in a miniseries, I want to say. Peter won Best Actor for a Limited Series, taking the award over Taron Egerton in Blackbird. Oh, what? An Apple, T- an Apple TV show. Colin Firth in The Staircase as Michael Peterson. Andrew Garfield in Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, what? I do want to watch that. It's a- amazing. And Sebastian Stan almost, in, almost pa- as, in Pam and Tommy as Tommy Lee. So 
Evan Peters won over those at the Golden Globes. In a story from Pop Crave and also TMZ, Shirley Hughes, the mother of one of the of aspiring model Tony Hughes, who was deaf and just 31 when Dahmer murdered him in 1991, had this to say on Peters winning the award: "Quote: There's a lot of sick people around the world. People win- people winning acting roles from playing killers keeps the obsession going, and this makes sick people thrive on this fame." Yes. End quote. Hughes said he should have used his speech to honor the victims' families or to urge Hollywood to stop telling stories about killers. Instead, Peters thanked Ryan Murphy, the creator of the show, for letting, or quote, letting me be a part of your brilliant vision, end quote. <laughs> Peters went further to say this, quote, We relied very, very heavily on our incredible group of researchers who, I don't even know how they found out a lot of this stuff, but it was like a night and day effort to us trying to uncover the truth of these people. Murphy back in a story of The Guardian had that to say. And then Peters further on said, and last but most importantly, or more importantly, I want to thank everyone out there who watched this show. It was a difficult one to make, a difficult one to watch, but I sincerely hope some good came out of it. End quote. Uh, no. And then her, Hughes went further on to say quote in an interview it's a shame that people can take our tragedy and make money the victims never saw a cent and we go through these emotions every day now this is a reminder that the creator of the show ryan murphy said he reached out to 17 family members of the victims and got no responses from anybody the the show as far as i've known according to research has not given a dime to any of the families at least according to hughes and others and has not donated a significant chunk of their funds to say Mental charity, health mental health research, to be quite honest, because Jeffrey Dahmer, again, ain't no sympathy here, but the man had a lot of things wrong with him that leads to other people like him existing yeah. in this world. Definitely unwell. Nothing has been done. Insane. And Evan Peters said, have, like, I hope... a disclaimer hope- at the beginning of every episode? Like, hey, we are not trying to glamorize this. Well, uh, I didn't watch it. it I didn't watch it either because I don't want to watch it. But I again, no I sincerely just- hope some good came out of it. I just, Where's that yeah. good come from, ladies and gentlemen? Is, I ask you, no, I ask the people here. We know like, the... There's a difference between this and like Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah, big difference. Because like, this is like the main character is um, Jeffrey Dahmer. The villain. Yes. And for whatever reason, people can't help but like stand like, it. Like, oh, wow, he's, so he's really charming. Oh, me when I saw this and I didn't react because I'm so course, cold-hearted and I that, love murdering That Netflix <laughs> tweet, we, we can't get over that scene when one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims called the police and got taken back to his house. Just watch Mindhunter if you're interested in serial killers or whatever, which is Mindhunter weird. is a character yeah. study on serial yes. killers and how that ideology was essentially created by two FBI. It's what a show it is. Great show. And I it just does not glorify... It... it it, they talk about how bad these people are. I just think it's and a how very stupid they are. I just think yeah. it's very disingenuous. Part of your brilliant vision. What brilliant vision is that? What What are you doing creating this show and then not? What, I really like Evan. I really did like Evan Peters. And now, like not, he did good. He was good in Mayor of Easttown. He's a good actor, sure, but the problem the problem really is, I just it just feels so disingenuous. Do what good? Expose what? Jeffrey Dahmer is one of the most documented and they already made in the a show. Of the planet. They already made a show. He's with already Ross had Lynch. one show. It's not like like oh, I hope he did some good exposing the story of the Zodiac killer. <gasps> no way, bro. What? Yeah. Do good what? You're not you're not telling some story of some downtrodden people that was not you're not telling the story of the Chicago seven or the Central Park five. Avatar, you're telling the story hey. of one of the most documented murderers of all time for no reason. Other than to make money. Avatar definitely did more good for the world than Honestly, yeah. the fact that a James Cameron led pick about a bunch of blue people on a moon yeah, that uh, might had make more people, to say you know, about like, the earth. Like I should recycle more. That you one know? might like, make people 
think about colonization as well. Bro, after, yes. after we saw Avatar, my dad said we can't use any single-use plastic in our household anymore, man. It might be unrelated, but he said that anyway after we saw the movie. Mm. It's just, it's ridiculous. And I think that speech was so disingenuous. And again, it's not like there's no one saying this. Shirley Hughes is a mother of one of the characters dis- d- depicted in the show. And she is out here talking about how her family has not received a dime. Her son is on. And again, yeah, sure. It's public record. You don't have to give families the money. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, but you're capitalizing on their trauma. So it's at least, I mean, to even capitalize on someone's trauma. If they did a Jeffrey Dahmer inspired TV show where it's this dude who kills people. Who act, yeah, who acts like Jeffrey Dahmer, walks around he, like Jeffrey he Dahmer. He wears glasses like Jeffrey Dahmer, but he's got, hair. he's got black hair. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Hair. And like he, you know, he does something, he does a little different stuff and blah, blah, blah. Like that would be fine, I think. And I don't think they'd be like, Oh yeah, and and if it was like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, I hate it's just, that. it's just a joke. And again, people, yeah. I've I've had people ask me, and I'll I'll share this question with you guys. Oh, like what's the difference between this and something like the Joker, right? Because the Joker is following a villain, following a serial killer. And my point was was this specifically: one, the Joker is a fictional tale, and it's acting as a character study. It's also not drubbing up trauma of real life events. Yeah, it's also that's just a, that's just the difference. It's also a very uncomfortable watch. Exactly. It's, Whereas I think this one, like, there's people like, oh, he's so cute. And Netflix, you don't see Todd Phillips saying, "Oh my gosh, that moment when the Joker shot his friend—that's crazy." The moment when Joker committed murder on television was awesome. Yeah, there's like, no tweet no, about when that. When I see that, I'm like, y'all should oh. do that too. <laughs> that's the thing. Netflix had no respect for what, and I don't, and I just don't feel like this crew of people had any respect for the story they were telling. I sincerely hope it did some good. Evan Peters says, "Well, I asked the question back." What good? How about you donate some of that money? Because m- the Monster series is getting another uh, film, by the way. Ugh. Or another TV series. I don't know who it's going to be about exactly. I, uh, I'll bet it'll be, I bet it'll be about like BTK or something. I, I will lose it. I, I'll bet BTK, John Wayne Gacy, or like Ted Bundy. And as Davis has said many times, these serial killers are not smart, They're ladies and so gentlemen. Stupid. They're dumb. Like... They're just dumb. Like, BTK was like, hey, do, can y'all trace? Oh, uh, my God. He, <laughs> can you trace floppy disk? And the cops went, no, we can't. He went, okay. And he sent it to him. They were like, they traced they the traced floppy disk. <laughs> Ted Bundy was caught in a really dumb way, too. Jeffrey Dahmer was caught because his house smelled like rotting corpses. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Just I, I'm going to watch this show eventually because I really want to understand. And I want to hope that what I'm seeing on Twitter, people talking about it, just glorifying it is not true. But they found Ted Bundy like driving away, and they found like a fake mustache in his car. So, oh my! <laughs> sorry, that's just. I'm sorry. Just the fact that everyone's like, "Oh my God, Zac Efron is Ted Bundy so hot," and it's like he's actually an idiot. I don't know if you guys have heard that. <laughs> but do you plan on watching uh, Monster? Yeah, I, I have no interest. I don't want to dignify it with a view. No, I be- just don't care either. I'm like, and I feel like it's just not interesting. Like Under the Banner of Heaven is about a is about a murder, right? And it is compelling, and it's about a real life thing. And it's not like minimizing anybody's trauma. Yeah. They're like, this was messed up. And it's not from the point of view of the killers. Although you do have some scenes from them, but it's like, it's mostly like this detective being like, this is, this is bad. Like the whole, th- for like, and it's, the, it's some of the best television I've ever seen. Interesting. And I'm pretty sure that the, the victims of the family knew about it. Yeah. Cause the, I mean, they, Ryan Murphy's like, huh, we reached out to people and they couldn't respond. I wonder. Don't you wonder? You know, if I was doing a story on, I can't even think of, like, as a journalist, if I was writing something on a tragic set of events and nobody answered my emails, maybe I wouldn't write the story, even if it's public record, you know? 
Anyway, that that's all I got to say about that. I think we'll save the other Ministry of Truths for next week and wrap up the show. What do you think, Davis? You got anything else? Look like you're Googling something right now. Well, I was trying to get into something for class, and I can't oh. get in. Well, oh, no. let's wrap up with these questions. Don't answer them, Adrian, if you do know them. Don't answer them, Davis, if you do know them. We'll save them for next week. Which Seinfeld actress lent her voice to the bug – or, excuse me. Which Seinfeld actress lent her voice to the movie A Bug's Life? I'm not going to answer because I definitely know. You do know, Davis? Or not Davis. Uh, Adrian? Do you, do you know? Don't say it, though. If you, but do you know? I'm not sure. He's not sure. Okay. And then what class of ship is Serenity in the movie of the same name? I have no idea. Never even heard of that. Oh, well, two interesting questions to be answered next week. Any final thoughts to share with our listeners about Avatar, Avatar Way of the Water? Any excitement, potential theories from either of our people on the show? Adrian? Um, I think James is going to stick with the water a lot. That's like, true. Even if they go to like a volcano, because the water does look pretty cool, doesn't He's it? He's like, oh, I like the water, I like the ocean. I want to go deep. You know? That's true because he did. He did go to the Mariana Trench um, and get footage for this movie. Apparently, what? Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> what? I thought he just went there. No, man's like, I gotta get some B roll. Like, this is this what? is for research. <laughs> what? If the studio would film it. James Cameron it. is awesome. He raised the bars. When, 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 in South Park, he went down to get the bar out of the Mariana Trench. Oh, my God. James Cameron is hilarious, That's a reference man. for you. That, 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 that's, that's a good one. Well, all I'll say is this. You got you to trust the guy going forward, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's knocked he out of the park. He proved us wrong. He proved us wrong again. Yeah, y'all were hating on it, man. I remember. I, I thought it was going to be terrible. I thought it was going to be lukewarm at best, but then that first trailer had me hooked, man. I, I'm not going to lie. When he, trailers, when, he, when he had the hand with just the leather strap, yeah. I was like, oh, it's crazy. The fact, he was showing so the it fact off. That they, <laughs> the fact they, no, but you know they made that. They built that part of that saddle for that one second shot Yeah, with the strap. That's that's the whole thing they built for that one scene. They have scene. so much money. Just absolutely incredible. Adrian, will this be the new movie you be show, you're going to be showing in the bullpen now that you moved on from Avatar 1? You're going to be... Dude, it's too long. It is pretty long. I mean, it's way too long. It, it is too We should just watch minutes. like game like game walkthroughs back yeah. in the day. It's we're showing The Last of Us. Oh all yeah. Oh. We should, yeah. <laughs> I do all the cutscenes for the Injustice 2. Those cutscenes are pretty fire. What? Mm. <laughs> it's just well, a random game yeah, to choose. I'm sorry. You got to War Ragnarok. You hate, you hate Injustice 2? I do not like Injustice 2. Wow. Well, the story seems pretty cool. I don't like fighting as much, but the story seems pretty all right. Well, Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens. The final season is upon us. We are trying to cover some of the biggest movies of all time. We hope you enjoyed another episode here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And if you have any thoughts on the experience that is, was, and has been the Avatar films, you can reach out to the show directly by following us on Instagram at Through the Lens Weagle. That's Through the Lens, W-E-G-L. We'll be back next week to discuss another franchise that has recently had a sequel, Knives Out, with special second-time guest... Finley Meyer. This is Alex Hutching alongside my co-host Davis Carroll and special guest and host of Beat Drop, Adrian Rushing, signing off, and we will talk again next week.